it is another week. They're out of the building, Grayton. They're out. They turn off their damn mics, and now we're stealing them, and we are dominating. It's time. It's our moment, Grayton. Are you ready? Apparently, you weren't because you didn't turn on your mic. No, I'm, I'm ready. Sorry, I was just watching. It's okay. You're watching uh, a television show when you should be doing a broadcast. It's not. It's, dude, it's I am the professional. As I've said many times, I am a professional broadcaster. Creighton is somewhat of a, a semi-pro. No, I just... Anyway, if hello, Creighton. Welcome. Okay. A show about two guys, two ticket employees that said enough is enough, and it's time to hear about our voices. That's why we told them to turn off their mics, and it's time we turn on ours. So, hello, Creighton. Another week. How are you been? I'm doing great, man. Would you like to know what's going down this week, I guess? I always have something for I mean, I get you're going to probably think of some obscure sport. Well, I mean, sports. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, UFC this weekend. I mean, it's every weekend, but yeah, weekend. And so like, we got that. That's a guess. Like, well, who's fighting? Amanda. Amanda. Okay. You know who that is? Amanda Nunes. There you go. Amanda Nunes. Charles Oliveira, who got manhandled by Islam Makhachev. The whole see the thing is is like between Charles and everybody else in the division, it's kind of just a uh, who who has the right to get beat their teeth in by you know Islam yeah. Makhachev because he's just ungodly good He's you want to tell you right now i am not gonna watch it really yeah because i i'll tell you why Dude, here's my thing stacked no and here's why no I, I will never pay down. i will why never not? pay because i'll tell you why it's the dumbest thing to pay because you pay and then the fights are either very boring no. or 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 they're so good that they're over really quickly and it's not worth the 90 dollars that i just paid I can so, count on like one hand how many bad fights there have been. You just don't know what you're looking for. That's all. Okay, well, that's cool. No, no, I don't it's care. Fine. It's not a knock on you. It's just it, like, it, seemed, like, it seemed like a knock <laughs> okay. on you. It seemed well, like that. I was just saying, it's not like once you watch, you know, a lot, you'll you'll realize like, oh, well, this is a really good fight. I'm not, you know what's cool? I'm I, not going to waste $90 every weekend. I've paid for every pay-per-view fight for the last four years now in a row. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on my consecutive streak, and I've watched... Every weekend for the past three years. How much now? money do you have? Like you, you work here. Think, well, you just don't think about like it's once a month. No, once a month. I, okay, but still ninety Those, a month. I'm not going to spend that kind of money. Like I work here at you know like the 83 ticket. Eighty three. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a host. I'm not a full range host yet. I don't make that kind of money. Anyways, good news is Charles Oliveira actually made weight. So loser, loser didn't do it last. Wow. Well, it's I'm a big so deal, man. Intrigued. These guys get paid a no, lot of I'm money, good. so you can't well, miss weight. Well, okay, when I say how, because let me tell you this: when I say how are you doing this week, I meant you. Oh, okay. I didn't mean like in the well, world tell of. Me what I'm excited. Okay, for. well, I'm, I'm good. Doing good because it's UFC pay per view week. It's what? It seems like you're just telling me what's good with them, <laughs> and good. not like you live vicariously through the UFC people. Anyways, Amanda Nunes is going to try to make another, you know, is streak she, start. Like, is she, she going to win it? You think? Uh, who's she fighting? Well, I think, I think, I think that. Uh, she will before I get to that, but I, th I think she will win it. But I will say, like that, like now she's not as invincible as people thought she was. Oh well, yeah, back in the day, and that that's and that's, that's how the sport works. Yeah. All these kids coming up are so good. Like for instance, Connor sucks at like he's bad, and so and you know like he's not good. And when he fights Michael Chandler later this year, he's gonna get his butt whooped big time. Well, another thing is this is father time. You know, as you get well, older, sure. listen. When you talk about the fighting sports, I don't care who you are. That whole sport is about uh, how young and athletic you are. 
because the younger, the better you are, the more athletic you are, the more muscle mass you have, that that the more energy you have, that will determine whether you're a good fighter or not. I don't care what they say. Oh, it's about heart and determine. No. Because you can, know, like, I'm, no, because the Rocky movies, no, the Rocky movies have really ruined oh it for, my, okay, okay, because okay. they, they, you they, cannot they, reference the Rocky movies when it comes to, no, UFC, but that's but what that's people fine. think, what, that's what people think, <laughs> that's such a, no, but my point being, bringing that is, is like all these fighting movies yeah. from Rocky oh, to whatever, oh, they I always see. have this, this, uh, you know, a genre of it, like, oh, if I just work hard enough, even though I'm so old now, that if I could just do one extra push, no. Because guess what? The guy across from you is t- way more athletic, way more dominant. He is a hybrid almost. The guy is going to destroy you. Ex- yeah, especially when Charles Oliveira takes off his Clark Cl- Clark Kent glasses on Saturday. You know it's over for you most of the time. Unless you're Islam Makhachev and you're literally like a spitting image of so a is, mermaid. Who was Amanda fighting this week? Irene Aldana. Okay, and do you so I, she will probably win, but I don't. I, I mean, there. I am definitely not certain about that anymore. I was certain about some other ones that she obviously lost, but to her credit, like I like her name, Irene. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a no, good she's, name. She's a good. She's a really good fighter. Um, but if Amanda's on one, then it's it's really hard to beat her. But uh, yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, excited for that. Also, Belmont Stakes on Saturday at three p.m. on Fox. If you want to watch horse nope, racing, no, I'm good. I don't Bob care Daffer about. Bob is going for the second in a row uh, win because his horse won at, at Preakness. No, no, no. He's and not doing it. Stop. Stop. No, he's oh, not oh, doing God, it. The mercy. horse. I give up on that. The horse is doing it. He has nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Forte is running in this one. You know who Forte is. Matt Forte's Forte's the horse that was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby got hurt the day also by the way today at the time of this podcast I'm just giving you all the stuff because you need to know you need to know I I don't but go ahead at at the the time we're recording this podcast today is the day that Secretariat won the Triple Crown back what 40 something years ago you know Uh, what by 30 did he he care who Secretariat Secretariat? did he care what do you mean did he realize what he did hell yeah did he (laughs) yes he did did he know what he did or did he just run? No horse runs like that and doesn't no. know that they're running no. like that. Yeah, because he's getting his ass whooped. <laughs> Secretariat? Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. They hit him. No, 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 no. They hit him. No, no, they didn't. They didn't and he's to. like, uh-oh. That dude is more muscle. competitive than LeBron James. And time out. Time out. Are you, you don't tell, you're telling me that Secretariat knew. Yeah. That that I'm was, also telling you that. Huh, you, you're telling me that a horse knows that humans created a, a whole tournament or a whole competition around them. And that there gives money involved and Not prizes. Like that, but I do think Secretariat knows he's racing. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No. Yes, he does. Correct me if I'm it wrong. It doesn't matter. It's Hold over on. now. Correct me if right. I'm wrong. Is it true that at horse races they do throw something like goes around along the side, that like a bunny or something? You watch too many movies, dog. But is that true? <laughs> you watch too many. You don't have to do that anymore. So I'm talking about back then. Why? Was there like a bunny that followed, went ahead that the horses went for? Or like a carrot. That's where the whole terminology <laughs> came from. The whole chasing the carrot. Uh, if you can't see in the podcast, I'm doing my little like. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a podcast. Again, you should know the medium you're in. Uh, so again, the secretary know that he was racing other people, other horses. No. Yeah. He was going for the carrot. Doesn't matter. That horse was a machine. Much more competitive than like some of these guys in basketball. Doesn't matter. That that he, that, he that, knew. Oh, okay. That's the anniversary today. Also. Louisi Vert has officially announced that he is actually dropping the pink tape at the end of this month, which I'm excited for. That came on an Instagram live last night. Who? I am jazzed about Who? that. 
Uzi. Oh, Lil little Uzi. Little Uzi Vert. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, Ju- heard of him. Yeah. Anyways, I, he's dropping pink a... tape. Has been working on it for like three years. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. He played on IG Live a little bit last night. Oh my god! And then you got Utopia coming out right after that. Whew. Right before Rolling Loud. The only Utopia Holy I like smokes. is Fruitopia. Anyways. Bring that back. Anyway, Bring so that's all back. that's going on with me, man. I'm yeah, excited. I am I, glad I'm not I'm part excited. of your life. That is. Oh, uh, and also, like, I, you know, Transformers was awesome. But anyway. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, I'm glad. Nothing going on with me, really, but I did have something that come up, and I wanted to talk about with, uh, with you at length about this here in the intro. Nothing was going on here at the ticket, but I, I was thinking about this the other day. Here at the ticket, we do have probably one of the best work environments. When I say that, it's because I've been other places, and you've had some what I like to call assholes. There are a lot of assholes at different workplaces, <laughs> especially. Like call, like you made that word up anyway. <laughs> especially in the media world, the media world is filled with assholes, especially in the DFW media scene. I've worked at different incarnations from college. My my student newspaper was full of assholes. Okay? Those guys. Let me. Yeah. No. I I can I can attest to that. College newspaper kids, yeah, and they Yikes. make you feel. And also, they I'll say think this: everything back they're doing in, is like the fate of the world. Twenty thirteen, and I'm not saying that everybody there was like this, but right, a vast of majority them. of them, especially those who were on the editorial board, the ones that had you know positional titles, they they treated you like you were scum or that you were nothing. And that, and then you know what's funny is they used to make fun of me behind my back because back then I started my very first own podcast. Uh, the EA Sports Show, which we might have to listen to one day. I do want to hear that. But uh, I remember I found out they were making fun of me behind my back, saying that um, not even uh, mice and chalkboard, that, that sounded better than my podcast. And I was like, really? Like, you didn't have to be that cruel about it. It's, I'm somebody that you know and work with, you know? You don't have to be like that. But anyway, that's just the fact of the matter is that in this media world that we work in, there are a lot of assholes, and and it's how you have to have to handle it. But I am very lucky. I think both of us are. As here at the ticket, I don't think we have that problem. Everybody here is virtually nice to us. We got Jay in there, Jay King right there, and I love Jay. I mean, Jay is one of my the first people I met here. Is a wonderful guy. He works hard, and he's the nicest guy. He'll talk to you. We have athlink the uh, conversations. You have what? At length conversations, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, and Creighton, you and I, we met. We, you know, bonded over movies and stuff, and uh, not music, but obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. but obviously, we bonded over movies, right? So we we all we're all friendly here. I think right here at this station, if you collectively brought everybody on board, maybe only one person hates my guts. I'm not right. gonna say who. I know who it is. He has a problem with me. I don't know why, but. Whatever, Which is but a that's good, it's a good rate. To, that's like, a good rate. Person, right? Just yeah. one person. Now, maybe other people do hate me too. I don't know. That's true. But, but they don't tell you. They oh, don't tell you, and that's a good thing. They don't show it to your face. This is a good working environment. Uh, what about you? Do you feel the same way about here at the ticket that it's a great working environment? It's it's really strange because like, you know, I am a solid decade younger than you are. <laughs> Not to age you out, which I just did, but. Anyway, it's okay. I'm still um, very sexy. So, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, and you know, I haven't had the like, I don't know if it's a privilege, but I just haven't had like the opportunity. Maybe not even that. Like, just haven't had like the much life out of college to like go and like work at other places. Uh, I've always said that I'm very fortunate to be here because I was always a big proponent of like 
you know, and like this is why I never get on to anybody for like, you know, not liking me or something like that. I'm very, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm very like head like strong in like what I do. Yeah, I'm very confident in the way that I I take my like I the way I am and like who I am and like things like that. So like the like for instance, not to like this like I don't I'm not trying to like go at anybody here or anything like that. But like I never I always knew like I would never want a job where I was like a suit. Do good in there, you know, get up at eight AM, work till five, sit mm-hmm. at a cubicle all day long. Just type where, along. Where, you know, type right half the time it's freaking emails as people yeah. think they're like you know, and it's like that. It wasn't and, right. That's not a job for you. No, no. And like, you know, where have to wear like, you know, here's a uniform as you know, it's like you gotta all look this part and you know, boss is this and boss that and you know, it's like, what can you do for me because I got to do for them and I they got to do for them. And the bottom line matters and that jazz, which it, I mean, that not to say the bottom line doesn't matter here, but the fact is, is that, you know, everything at some other places is uh, just completely driven by that, the fear and all that. And so like, and that creates atmospheres that, and I just never wanted to be, I always knew like if I ever did that, I would, I'd be miserable. And yeah. so like, I was very fortunate enough to like, this was like my first, like, I guess like real time gig, uh, at least full time. Yeah, yeah, you know, coming out because like I always did like you know crap on like you know DJing and stuff like that you know and like obviously writing working the streets. Sure, <laughs> and, and, and like uh, if you if you would see me, you know that's a complete exaggeration. But anyways, like doing all that, um, and then yeah, finally coming here and interning. I mean, the minute I started interning here, I was like, I was like, whoa, I was like this is like this is a place that like. It doesn't feel like that. And even up to now, like I get to come in here and like, you know, I'm doing this. I talk about whatever to Jay or whoever else. We have different events going on, um, like the ticket stock or like a summer bash or like, a you know, or even like the golf thing. Like who else is like that kind of crap that's just like, uh, you know, so out of pocket for just a company. And then like I, you know, I I can wear what I want like that. That was a big thing for me. Um, I mean, within reason, you what, can't. Oh, dog! Yeah, like, I can come in here in shorts and a t-shirt. No one's gonna. You know, exactly, you no can, one's gonna be like. <gasps> you can be comfortable here. Yeah, because my thing has always been like, I don't care. Um, and this time, like, if I was ever like in a position to charge with some things that I ever did, like when I did, I was like, I was like, I don't care like how you like are or anything like that. I was like, if you get get the job done, I'm good. Yeah, you'll never hear from me, and that's how I feel like this place is. But anyways, the point of that being says, like, I'm very. Uh, fortunate that like I can come in here and like it doesn't feel like I feel like I'm like just around like other dudes that like doing this stuff and it's fine and like and do you feel like and I feel like I've always had a positive interaction with everybody yeah and that's what I was gonna get to do like right you so, don't feel like there's no negative impact well, I'm yeah other than like you know everybody like kind of filling each other out especially like when I started filling out like you know it's like you know how how does he work and how does he work and how do I work with the, the, this and everything which is a natural right hum- I mean thing. other than that like yeah I mean even as an intern like I always I've always said this and like I still continue to say this like the way that uh Bob and Dan and Jake at the time when they were all they were doing their show and obviously Mido um when I was interning was like still like I was like always like me and Jacob as interns, like always included us and stuff. And like, we felt like it was, we didn't feel like just like dudes that were like, hand, like, like, oh, okay, I'll go get your, you know, paperwork or something like that, you know, stuff like that. Like there yeah. was a genuine reason why they wanted you to do everything. And it was always to help you and also benefit the show. And if they could do it by themselves, they would have, Yeah, it wasn't like a, 
it wasn't like you know like go fetch this because i don't want to get up it was like i legitimately can't go get this right now can you get it stuff like that and so like even from 2019 and then coming back on you know people still remember me and it's like oh okay like you know it's one of those things so i always say stuff like that i had a here's the thing and i also worked at espn for a bit yes yeah, i never and, did. and espn it was kind of like here but even then i felt like there was some negative aspects of it there were some uh, I wouldn't say toxic, but it just there was some negative aspects, mainly because for me, I was the new guy coming in. Like I had no radio experience whatsoever. I have a degree in journalism. I this was on a whim because I started a podcast, you know, uh-huh. and then I was asked to host first. And when I started hosting, then I asked if I could be like a board op and learn the the ways of the radio. And so then it felt kind of weird, but. There and then even in my internships because I had an internship at the Dallas Morning News. Well, afterwards, like nobody would talk to me afterwards. Yeah. Like I would like, hey, can I like just at least talk about a job? And I wouldn't get any response. I'm like, what's going on? Like, and they would just ignore me like completely. Like I wouldn't even like where I thought, oh, we had a good relationship. Like they after after hours. Yeah, like yeah. overall, like I wouldn't get any kind of response. Yeah. Then I, I remember going to different other and then there are other media people that you look up to. And I've had this uh, recurrent thing where I'd meet up, you know, these guys that I idolize, like reporters and stuff. And, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I know what you're about. Yeah. And I would meet them and stuff. <laughs> and at first you're thinking, okay, maybe they're cool. And then later on, they just ghost to you and they don't remember who you are. You know how many times I've met certain individuals here in this, uh, in this market that I've known have met multiple times yeah. that I've worked with and yet they don't remember me. I'd be at right. the American Airlines Center and they kind of like, whatever. And it, it, it's a shitty feeling because I know you, obviously, and I don't want to be like that guy like to give them the kind of power like I know you because, right. well, obviously, I know who they are because they're very famous and I've worked with them. But, like, they look at me like I'm nothing, and they didn't, they didn't care enough to remember who I was, even though we worked well together. Yeah. And so that's the thing about this media industry. I want people to understand there are going to be assholes out there. So anybody listening here that I'm not trying to discourage you. What I'm trying to tell you is keep working because you will find a great spot for you that will treat you with respect. Look at this guy. And everything. And I think that's the where I'm at right now, where you're, where you're at right now. I'm just saying that there are going to be assholes along the way. Right. And I really want everyone to understand that because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I've run into so many people that really did me really the wrong way. They just gave me that either the wrong vibe or they didn't care about me or they've talked bad about me. Um, I there is a certain God. I hope the crap that I say about you doesn't get out one day. Well, I hope not. <laughs> but I, I I'll say this, and I'm going to be very serious right now. About 2018, I wrote an article, and this was an article like on uh, I used to write for Dallas Sports Fanatic. Uh, still on there? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, was about it was about Jalen Smith. It was about Jalen Smith. Type in DallasSportsFanatic.com. Uh, you type in my name is Son Azad E H S A N Azad A Z A D, and if you search their website, you should find uh, many articles that I've written for them. Right, keep going. I wrote one thing about Jalen Smith back know. then, and I remember finding out like through Twitter and everything from a certain person that is big in uh, the DFW media right now. And he ridiculed me. He just downright made fun of me, saying I'm an idiot, that I didn't have to do all the blah, blah, blah. And it really broke my heart. And I'm talking about to the point where, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I would have done something, but, like, I'm saying I was very depressed. Right. And, like, because at that time, imagine coming, graduating from college, you're not, been, you're not able to get a job yet. Right. And then you're trying your best going through all this stuff, 
and yet you hear people that you kind of respect her in the media game, and they're just you know tearing you down. And I've had that happen to me in a college newspaper. I've had this happen to me uh, at multiple stops. Like I don't get it. I don't get why you should tear people down like that. Like if you don't agree with me, that's fine. That's one thing, right? right. But why do you have to tear somebody down to the point where like you make them feel like shit? No, no, you're right. And that like, doesn't make sense. Yeah, and to your like to your point, like for instance, like people not talking about you, not talking to you afterwards. Like for like just the other day, uh, like Monty like texted me. It was like, "Yo, can you make me like a full like electronic playlist?" EDM, sorry, you know. Full, I know what okay, that means. Okay. Just, anyways, you just looked at me a little. Anyways, like, yo, can you make me a full like EDM playlist? He's like, I want to get into this, like. Uh, I want to expand. I want to branch out. And I was like, "Yeah, I got you." I was like, "I'll even like go through like the subgenres or anything." I was like, "Like, but I'm just saying like things like little things." Monty like was that. like, "Whoa, whoa, not that much." No, no, I'm gonna do it because people need like you need to. If you're gonna get in, you're gonna get in. Like that's why I was, that's why I told him. I right, was like, I got you. Like, you're gonna get it, but um, no, things like that. It's like little things like that doesn't happen in other places. Or for instance, like okay, the, the other thing that you were mentioning about how like you have like people here maybe in this market or wherever um, who are. I guess big time for this market and treat you yeah. so well. Like for instance, like I have, I have like talked to on multiple occasions and like have covered like massive music artists, right? That have huge followings. Like this is not, this is going to a point. I'm not trying, I'm not bragging or anything. This is, there's a point to this, you know, have 20,000 times as much followers, millions of followers, of you know, more so than your little, than the little, you know, whatever people, reporter, that, right, reporter that works here that treat me, and other people a hundred times nicer than things that I've seen in mark like media markets, other places, you know, which is crazy to think like, because like these guys, like they deal with, you know, thousands of people on a daily basis. They have all the money in the world. They can do whatever they want. And they're like super cool. And then you meet somebody that's like, it's like, dude, you're barely like higher than I am. You just like, you know, that's like big timing you. And I have, uh, you know, with all the friends that I've had like go to different states and do TV news and everything. Let me tell you, man. Like, like it it is it is it is not fun out there. Like this yeah. is a crazy. This is a cool place to be because it's so of course it inclusive. Is. And like I I hear stories all the time of other places, other cities, uh, more so other states because most of the guys had to move out of state, but other states and other you know media entities were just like you hear some you're like, God, that sounds miserable. And you just don't you don't get that here, really. Um and I, I will say this, like you mentioned Monty. Uh, Monty, which I think, you know, on air he, you know, comes off of this asshole sometimes. I will say Which is yeah. it's, it's but it's a bit because well, there's a lot of see that's the thing, that's the sucky part about radio is like almost a lot of people up here come off as like But they're not. No, and I love to tell yeah. people I, I I love to tell people like when they say like what's because um for instance, like I said, the guy that's sitting next to it at the FC Dallas games yeah. is a huge fan of the station. Anyways, and he knows that I work here. And so he all like the first thing he asked me was like, yo, what are they all like in like person? I'm like, dude, they are like as fun as they are. Like they make you laugh just as much as they do on the radio. Yeah. I was like, I was like, they don't. I was like, they're the nicest people. I'd never have to worry about that. And this is coming from me who, yeah. you know, I grew up not part of the ticket, you know, history. I definitely did not. Yeah. Like I didn't listen to the ticket growing up or anything like that. So I'm not like. Part, this is not you and I coming off like, oh, we're P1 no, from... I ser- like, to uh, be fair, no, like, I am from Lubbock, 
through and through. Like I didn't even know what the team I didn't was watch sports until two years into my college. I didn't, watch, didn't sports. watch sports, which is weird. Yeah, so like that's bizarre. It is. Get we'll, out of we'll, here. we'll get into that. Hey, look, it's Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but my point Anyways. being on Monty, like Monty, I remember, like I hadn't met him yet. Like we hadn't gotten to know each other really well. And I was my first show, which the anniversary I think is this month. Um, the with the infamous um, "I'm up here and you're down here" and stupid fans, all that. That's the one year anniversary. Well, Monty comes on. He texts me right after that show and said, "You did an amazing job." I'm like, "Well, thank you." Like he said, "Good job," and like, and I, that really meant something to me because you know I at the time was just. I'm just trying to bust my butt and do something, right? Just throw myself out there. And coming from this guy who's like a legend here, like everybody loves Monty when he hosts, right? Like he is just the king of it. He knows how to do it. So coming from him, that made me feel great. He didn't have to do that, but out of his kindness of his heart, he said, hey, I'm going to text this guy, this new guy, and tell him he did really well. well so yeah, yeah. that's those, those are the kind of stories you'll hear here at the ticket, and that's why I think this is a great working environment. So anyone listening here, I just want to say this. If you want to get into media, and I also I hear this all the time. Oh, don't go into radio. Oh, it's the worst, blah, blah, blah. Why are you telling me that? I obviously know like the negative pitfalls of it, right? Mm. You to me, that just sounds like them don't they don't want to give you like any kind of advice. <laughs> like it feels like they're right. trying to get out of it. But right. here's my thing. Okay. Here's my advice since I'm here. It is tough. It is a tough road to get here, and I'm not going to lie. You're not going to be a millionaire unless you get to the very top. Oh, hold on there. There's a ceiling. Like, don't don't just like no no no. There, I will like. There's a ton out there that isn't, but there's also opportunities right. like to. Well, do that. I was about to get there. Okay, because everyone just says there's no money in it. No, like, no, well, no. That's not great. I was about to get there. If you let me finish. Okay. Thanks for interrupting me. Thank Sorry. you. Sorry. Yeah. But I'm going to be nice because we have the ticket. Just are nice. Go back to watching the Usos. Yeah. Go watch the Oppenheimer trailer. Anyway. Um. My point being, and I've lost my train of thought, thank you. But my point being is this. If you're here, if you want to get in radio, just it's going to be hard. But it's also going to be very rewarding. And eventually you will find really good people. Now, I mean, we found it here at the ticket. But even at, not at the ticket, there are going to be other places out there that are going to be inclusive. They're going to bring – and all I my, – my, my only advice would be is like – just stick it out and be trustful of the people around you and find those kind of good people and surround yourself with those kind of good people because that's the best way you're going to make yourself successful at this industry. This sounds totally like we are just stroking it to get on like to get an opportunity I swear, I swear or not that's not I <laughs> you just said that I didn't I, what you don't, don't have to say like, it though I, I just know if people would be like oh man they just went on for 15 minutes talking about how great everybody is and they're just trying to do no, that no I'm not, not I'm, I'm saying no, like I just think it's a good like, I kinda, EA, EA just came up and was like hey it'd be a good I, conversation to talk about workplace yeah because like, I'm sure, I, it's not? not just like in media there are like places where you work oh hell I got fired because and they didn't uh -oh. tell me uh -oh. why uh -oh. I got fired uh oh they didn't tell me why uh, well, I was oh, really real okay. Okay, I was very sick back then. Okay. I, oh, you just missed a bunch of days. Then? No, what happened was okay. I my depression got me right. really to a point where I mentioned this before. You know, I'm not. I'm the big. I'm a big guy, but I was much bigger. Right. Like around 2018 ish. Like I'm talking about the biggest I've ever been. Right. But that was causing me a lot of medical issues, including where I couldn't sleep at night because oh, of my. I see. I see. Where and so okay. I would have to wake up at 5 a.m. to work at this data entry place. And apparently I would fall asleep instead of, and that that's a, that's my fault. But instead of telling me or anything, or warning me, they told me, "Hey, they left a message say, hey, don't go into work until Sheesh. we talk to you.'" And I'm like, "Okay." And then I called back, 
And I'm like, hello, nobody would get back to me. I'm like, well, I guess that means I'm fired because they're not getting back to me and I can't go back to the office. So I just said, yeah, (laughs) like it was just a very asshole thing to do. So there you go. So like that's the you know my my in the really retrospect, just don't be an asshole. No, like that's and that's just be a nice person. I mean that's everybody that's come after me, uh, which is what Darian, Connor, even Evan, you know guys like that. Uh, what are you are you trying I'm to just say? Saying, you, like you just got just like no, I'm just saying like like were you 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 thought you were being a nice guy to them because I've heard stories where you're just like oh I'm sure you have like but you just like I'm sure I'm threatening sh- them and they're like oh Creighton it's because I talk too much but no it's just like like those guys ever <laughs> and then everybody that comes after uh, them it's like you just gotta be nice to everybody that comes in to anywhere but obviously here because we work here but that's shout just out all to I'm shout out to everybody here at the ticket too oh god except that one person who does not like EA's me. I swear we're not trying to be soppy. It's just a conversation. I I just wanted to call it that one person doesn't like me. I mean, I'm not here to say that like I haven't had any like. I mean, yeah, I'm a very ambitious too. person with. A, like, Are you a, cutthroat? What? Are you cutthroat? Uh, in terms of what way? When you say cutthroat, are you cutthroat? Like you mean like am I cutthroat with what? Like well, like, are you cutthroat and trying to rise up? Like in the, in your in your professional standards, are you cutthroat? Are you willing to do anything? Are you willing to push another guy down to get a promotion? Well, I'm not gonna like ruin someone's Are you gonna do life? like, su- like are you doing succession like style? Um, I would I would prefer not to do it like that, but I am I like the best way to put it is, is like I'm just very ambitious with a lot of different ideas and I'm very headstrong about certain things. And so like that kind of sometimes like well does that, you know. It it, we it, are, it, it I, headbutts I'll sometimes. say this, but you I and I know. are blessed to be oh, I enjoy it in up a here. organization. Unlike PGA, because they are a cutthroat organization for sure. And we thought they were the good guys. Uh, Creighton really wanted 40 minutes. I'm not going to give him 40 minutes, but we'll we'll see how long he is. I really only asked for 40 I minutes. I think you did. You asked you for 40 minutes. Yeah, you asked for 40, and I wasn't going to give you 40. But you did want to talk about this latest development. So if you have been hiding under a rock this week, the PGA Tour has announced that they are merging with Live Tour. The Saudi-backed and the DP, the deep. What's the DP? It's the European equivalent oh, okay. of, of PGA. Okay, Add DP, live all of them, but live mainly because they are Saudi-backed, and uh, they're going to merge now. And apparently, this is going on for seven weeks, despite the fact that the PGA Tour had said and their leadership said we'll never merge with them. They're evil and nine eleven this and that. Okay. And, they brought up a lot of points, and all of a sudden now a lot of PGA golfers are very upset because either – it's well, actually, no, it's weird. They're split between why they're angry. Some are angry because they, they're they mad at the atrocities that the Saudi government does. The other half is like, well, we could have got money, <laughs> and yet you told us it was bad, and we were trying to be loyal, but we could have got paid and got to live, and it wouldn't have mattered. So, creating the floor is yours. Please explain to us golf – um, okay. novices, what's going on here? What's the big deal? Would you like Why to- are we upset? Why I want to know that. Pretend oh. like I am a just a dumbass. So Pretend like- I'm a dumbass <laughs> in the term of golf, right? Yeah. I don't know. And as you know, I am because you were my caddy for the April Fool's Open. So you know I know nothing about golf. To which we will be back next year winning it all. Anyways. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> we're going to be backed by the Saudis. Um that but, makes Jake's outfit look really funny, does know, it not? Right, the right. fact that like now it is a Jake, Jake killed it with that. Now that now that Liv is a part of you know the the PGA culture. So but. right now, 
explain to me the dumbass of golf. Right. What is going on, and why are we so angry? So about I want to. I want to. I want to preface this with saying that the it is a merger. It's a merger, but that is not a black and white. Oh, the PGA and Live and the DP Tour. I mean, it's you. You have to include them, but it's weird because we're in America and they're over in Europe. Uh, but you know, it's like so. I'll just, for instance, I'll when I say when I say PGA. When I say PGA, let's just let's just go ahead and assume that like I'm also including the DP tour in as well. Okay, so okay, PGA because it, it works it works fine. Those two are together, yeah, so and assume, Live is another. Yeah, entity. like yeah, okay. because they're because PGA DP are part of the same. Like, gotcha. They're like, the good side. They're good. They're the Jedi. Yeah, they're the good guys. They're the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. And the a Live tour is a Sith. Right. Right. So okay. unfortunately, a lot of people like Sith. So anyway, <laughs> anywho, um, who's who's Sidious? The. Uh, <laughs> What 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 needs to be like? I think a lot of, like needs to be established before we even really get into any talk or anybody. And I I'm sorry if we're beating dead horses here, but like it's a, it's no you want a get, crazy conversation. You need, to get, to have. you need to get it off your chest. No, it's true. So y- yes, they're merging, but they're not. It is not a PGA Tour and Live are going to coexist as entities and do things in terms of golf tournaments together and stuff like that. It, like, for instance, like PGA is not going to go and do their tournaments and Liv's going to do their tournaments and it's going to be a combined thing, like as if like the NFL combined with the XFL. And it was two different leagues, but it was together as a kilometer, you know, that okay. kind of thing. What's going to ultimately what's, what's probably going to happen. And before I even get there, the merger is a commercial merger. That's what it is. It's a commercial merger. So the money is going to be the same. Well, definitely that. Yeah. So, uh, Honestly, what's probably going to happen is the live is going to be no more by the end of this year. Live will be gone. Okay. Uh, and the Saudis are just going to own PGA. Well, the Saudis will have a well. God, there, there. That remains to be seen. The Saudis are going to have a seat at the table. They will be on the board, but for the most part, right now, the board is going to still consist of PGA Tour guys okay. uh, or PGA guys, the committee dudes. But the, the Saudis will have a seat at the table and the notion is like well okay the public investment fund is what it's called that's the saudi back thing they're going to be obviously dumping if it is true billions of dollars as they have it to live they're going to be so with that much money how many years is it before the saudi group can say well we want more people on the board we want more of our people on the board okay does that make sense? Yeah. So the fear is. Well, that's one of the things. Is okay. like that's one. Uh, that, that that's not even like I would even say like. I'm what's just the, saying. What's the fear? Well, hold on. No, no, no. That I'm just saying that's one of the, the one of the things. All I'm saying is like with that instance because because you asked was you know when they're giving out millions of dollars and they're funding where they're putting in billions of dollars, like how much power are they going to have over the next like so many years to be able to say like, hey, we give billions of dollars to this. This uh, what do we want to call it? Uh, merger. We want more people on the board. Which how could you say? Well, no, because they're paying billions of dollars. Like you know, so that's one of the things. Um, so what's going to happen is they're going to be together on this new commercialized merger, and it's called Nuco. Is like the new commercialized thing. So what's ultimately going to happen is I said Live is going to be out for this. It's going to you know do its thing for this year and. Honestly, we'll probably be out by the beginning of 2024. I'll be shocked if like any sort of instance where Liv even plays one tournament in 2024. We'll see about that. But the thing is, is that 
what's so it's it's it comes as a, it's weird because Jay Monahan, this the chairman, PGA big, guy. big dude, PGA guy, number one, head of it all. Oh uh, yeah, you know, we're going on a year and a half now of of being with Liv in our world, and how many times has he come out and said like this, that, this, that? You know, um, for instance, like one of the big, the huge uh, criticisms against the public investment fund is that. You know, with Saudi Arabia and the human rights situation, uh, they don't like the fact that there is support for guys, guys that are, you know, giving money, the guys that are giving money to the league that you're playing in are part of a country that have human rights issues. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so basically, that's one of the yeah. criticisms. So, so, so Saudis, they're bad people. Right. So Sure. The, yes. The government. That's one of the criticisms. Not the that, people, yeah, the these, government. These guys coming in that are giving billions of dollars that you're playing for. Have are part of a country that have human rights issues. That's one of the issues. Obviously, the nine eleven thing. Um, that is that was that's I think kind of taking the forefront was that. Um, Rightfully so, I hope you. Th- no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's the one that like made you know the ESPN and everything. That I think most people have seen is the comments about the nine eleven yeah. families last year, um, which obviously like that that that's exactly what needs the you know they sent out letters to the players and like how could you do this and obviously jay monahan came out and said like you know you'll never have to apologize for being part of the pga tour you'll never have to he's like you might have to like he was implying you might have to like be like hey like i'm playing a live sorry i know that these guys aren't good and they've had you know they've had involvements where there's suspicion that they've had you know but i you know i needed to take the money he was always saying like if you play for the pga tour no one's ever going to question you kind of thing that was one of the other things so take all of that you know, all of the criticisms that he has given over the, you know, past year and a half and also saying like the guys that went over to take money in the live will never come back. Never have. He's like, they're done. Banned forever for the PGA Tour. Never going to get a chance to play. Take all that. Here we are a year and a half later on a whim on a Tuesday while the while everybody's up in Canada, you know, about to, about to take off the tournament, which I feel sorry for whoever wins this tournament this week. And like, I wonder how much talk you're going to actually get. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, obviously it was like behind closed doors, but they didn't tell anybody. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we're merging, merging with the guys that we've sworn to never actually merge with. And then they also said that the, a lot of the, because a lot of things had to be approved by players, right? And they didn't That's, give. See, it's, yeah, it's still, yeah. So it's still kind of like. But they didn't even give any kind of heads no, up. Ha- no, abs, none, none. Zero whatsoever. None. No, everybody was blindsided. There's not a player that had any kind of hinkling at all um, to the point where Jay Monahan called a players meeting in Canada on a practice day during the, you know, during mm-hmm. RBC and uh, it got heated. Like that's what it was reported was he got heated. He was called a hypocrite. Players called for his resignation. I think they said like up to like 90% of the people were like against it. Uh, but why? Against like, well, why are they well, against it? One, because I, I want to know why, because yeah, yeah. aside from the Saudi, I get it. That, well, that, that is a thing. big, like, let's not like, that is a big reason. Is but the why moral is that? Aspect of it. But why? Because that's what I'm going to argue about it because the moral aspect is every, you know, we live in a country where um, virtually everything is by corporations that their money is used by some kind of thing. Listen, I'm not for siding with the Saudis. I think the Saudi government is despicable. What they do, their human rights actions are just deplorable. Everything bad about them. Okay. They're bad people, but 
this in, this then if you want to get real, if you really want to get real, <laughs> then you want to have to look at every government in the world because all the banks, all the governments, all the money is all colluded into one thing. So we talk about blood money. I mean, the money you know, I, you and I make is, could be argued that it's blood money. You don't know where it's coming from because guess what? The United States backs the Saudi inner uh, war against the Yemen, uh, their Yemen civil war right now that's causing atrocities up the yin yang. I mean, people are dying of starvation in Yemen, but guess what? The United States officially backs the Saudis there. We buy oil from them, our gases from them. So I do find it very funny that all of a sudden, because golf all of a sudden gets an investment from the Saudis, we want to make a whole big hula about it. So this is where I I don't understand. I I think it's kind of hypocritical. Well, I think think what really hurt it, because you say all that. Yeah. But I, and I think what hurt it was the fact that like, for instance, like let's say like Jay Monahan heard all you say say heard you say all that yeah, and he'll come back. He came back for a year and a half technically and was like, I get he's like but like I'm not for any. He's like no, uh, uh-uh, I'm not for any of that. Like stand against it. Um, I'm not siding with them. I understand like you know it's like I know that not like all these governments in the world have had you know their issues and stuff like that. I'm not for any of the bad guys. Da 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 da. He kept like he was out. In the public saying that adamantly, mm-hmm. and here we are a year and a half later, he's like, oh, yeah, now I'm signing with Oh, him. yeah, he's a flip-flopper. That, that's the issue. And I, like, I, that's what I think really bugs like bugged the golfers. Also, like we'll get into it in a second, but um, the loyalty aspect of it. But first off, like with Jay, is like if, if he had been like, if he had not come out and said all those things, especially like when it comes to saying like, You'll never have to apologize for being on the PGA tour. Yeah, that's but I have to apologize for being with those guys, those dudes, the bad dudes. Like I, he's like, and I know why. I know you why you'd have to apologize. He goes, but you'll never have to apologize for being See, on this tour. I'm telling you right now. You know what happened? At the time when it happened, I think PGA was shocked that you know Live was created right because at first I didn't think they. At first I don't think PGA was scared of them. They thought, oh well, they'll never. They'll never get golfers there, big time golfers, and then a few big time golfers yeah. were able to leave, and that caused such a shock that I think at the time, PGA's uh, I think action plan was okay, bunker mentality, <laughs> f you, fuck you guys, we're not gonna stand for this, we're gonna we're gonna unite, and anybody that does live, they're they're the bad guys, we'll never do that, and that was a whole PR program to make sure that. PGA looked like they were the heroes that they were they were doing the American way that everything was fine and kosher right yeah it didn't they, help yeah they did not know and foresee that in the future that uh, that financially would make sense for them to merge and like so like for instance like that is true like at the end of this conversation what and I think most players have like acknowledged this, especially Rory like is it going to like ultimately grow the game of golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You'd be dumb to say that it wouldn't. You know, you look you'd be you'd be foolish to be like, oh, that's not gonna help golf. No, it's clearly gonna help golf. Um, but the way that Jay went around it and the that whole notion of I'll go ahead and get into it. Well, first, uh to your point, I'm curious to see it didn't also it didn't help to your point, it didn't help that the guys that went over to the live tournament were the most hated players in golf. Besides Phil Mickelson. Well, I mean... No, no, no. People don't like Bryson DeChambeau. People definitely, you know, don't like... Well, they definitely don't like him. They definitely don't like Patrick Reed. They're not a big fan. Nobody's big fans of Sergio Garcia. 
Brooks Kepka is a mixed bag. Most people like some people like him, some don't. But it's one that's the, all subjective. There are people that do like no, him. No, they're but like these guys not, are like, no, they're not universally hated to the point where, oh my God, I guarantee you there's like a uh Brooks Kepka if I put fan 20, club. If I, I bet, put twenty golfers in the room, you'd find it'd be hard for you to find somebody that like Bryson DeChambeau. I'm sure Sergio has like He does have fan, I'm not saying he doesn't, yeah, but it's so like it's like a sixty forty thing. No, but I get you. Media most, wise, yeah. you, you, they were like the bad boys of Absolutely. golf. Absolutely. Everybody like most in the most of the people did not like them. Also, uh, golf analysts on TV were having disputes with the t- with the guys that went over. So like it was like a big like you know Jim Nance. Well, yeah. So like that that didn't help that those like out of all the people, if Tiger Woods had gone over to the live, yeah, I'm sure some people would have been like like been like would soften their like stance on it. Anyways, to the point is that that didn't help either. But I I'm curious to wonder the way it came. The merger came right now is so it's either a massive coincidence or it's not at all, right? Mm-hmm. That I I'm curious if Brooks Kepka would not have won that major a couple weeks ago, if he would not have won, would they have went ahead and merged? Because that was officially the point where no, a live player has now infiltrated a so uncalled it's not a PGA tournament. But it is obviously yeah, like that's just a conspiracy. The, no, do you, do you think you so? Know, like, because no, you know why? Well, because for one, I believe Jay when he said it, he said that it's been going on for seven weeks, which makes sense to me. Mergers of this level take time. No, that's true. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it was longer than this. I guarantee you that maybe five months ago that there were already talks about some kind of merger. But you know, in these kind of big negotiations, it takes, you know, a long time for you to poke the bear and try to get any kind of interest and traction going. I there were probably letters sent back and forth. There were probably phone calls and eventually they got to the negotiating table about seven weeks ago and then the you know, when Brooks wanted that kind of changed things. But I, I let me ask you this, why is it such a big deal? Because I want to know the anger because we heard it at the yeah, station all week long. All week long we heard the station. Everybody was angry. And then you yourself, because you oh, texted bad. me, oh, you were oh, just bad. like, I don't care about what's going on in the world right now. Tell <laughs> me why this happened. And you were all fixated on this. So tell me, why are you so angry? So what's why is the everybody angry? Well, what's the big no? Yeah. I want to first know about you. Well, it's a hypocritical thing. I, for, so no, what are you talking about? So get over hypocrisy. No, I got that. You're not part of it. Are you going to still watch golf? Well, yes, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be like looking at Jay Monahan different. I definitely am. Who That's cares? Did he like? I, I I love this thing about what? us that we're going to like. Who gives a fuck about Jay Monahan? Like he's going to do his thing regardless if he did that or not. If Luka Doncic have... leaves tomorrow, you're not you're not going to be a little upset about I'll that. I'll be upset. That's what I'm saying. On. It's the same thing. No, so, but like, but, it's, it's the same thing. You're upset over the hypocrisy. No, I'm not like okay, okay. I'm upset, but I didn't stop my whole day down. Like you I kind of felt like it. I mean, I was upset on text. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I but felt like I, I thought you I were about like, to like. I wasn't gonna be like, "I'm gonna go sit in a dark corner." That's like, what I felt. I felt like you you ended your day and I'm, you went like honestly, I, I, I saw you in the bathtub. I saw you in the bathtub with the water draining oh, down, God. just like yeah, hair dripping. <laughs> <laughs> what day was that? that I, it was Tuesday, yeah, wasn't it? it was. The day it happened. Okay, I probably I was thinking I, I was thinking if I maybe went and saw a movie. I I think I did, but um, anyway, the reason a lot of people are mad is strictly because of the hypocrisy that has been shown with the PGA Tour, and that's why most of the players are mad. And honestly, like the reason I'm mad, it's not because of like anything for me. I'm more mad for the for the guys. The biggest point of all that we're getting it. Let's get into it right now. Is the money aspect for the players? That is, 
if that wasn't there, I'm not sure that I mean we would be having this conversation, but I don't I don't think it'd be near as fueled as it is right now because you adamantly adamantly told the guys that stayed with the PGA Tour like like hey, this is the right thing to do. Don't go take their Guys like Hideki Matsuyama, who have won majors, but you know how hard it is to earn, especially in today's golf world, how hard it is to earn $300 million worth of earnings in tournaments? Like, that's what he was getting offered for live golf. No, that, I understand like, that. That's but, what I'm saying. But, 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 okay, but here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you right now. I guarantee you that most golfers were told behind the scenes publicly they're going to say, oh, this is that, this is well, human rights, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee you in private – they were all. They all knew that there was some kind of merger was going to happen. They're no, all they swore, didn't. Yeah, I guarantee no. you. No, they did. No, because they all came out the other day and they're oh, they're, they're still gonna, talking about it. They're still upset. No, they're upset because they're they're going to put their, that the merger came out and finally, and it just looks bad on PGA. No, but, they, no zero. But they had zero understanding. They should have. They should have. That's because no, that is a Jay Monahan thing. They didn't. They should have. But he did not. They did not tell them that. That's why they're upset. Is because for a year and a half, guys like Rory McIlroy. You know, Lord mm. knows how much money he was offered. We know Tiger was offered nearly a billion dollars, like $800 million. This dude has stood up on a podium almost every tournament he's played and has had to answer why he did not go to live, has had to take a stand for the PGA, talking about how it's the right thing to do, and this and that no, and this and that. I, Hold on. Okay, what? Yeah. No, no, I was, I was just saying, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, that, that he stood up there for a year and a half defending Jay Monahan, defending the PGA Tour, discrediting Liv, and has to, and then all of a sudden on a Tuesday has to come up there and be like, "Well, that was all for nothing, I guess." The, everything that I just stood for for Jay Monahan and all this like money that's being exchanged hands, and I didn't take the money to the live because I was being loyal to what I thought Jay was being loyal to. That didn't even matter at this point. I'm with you there. That's that, what that, they're mad that, about. Yeah, I get you because it, it did feel like. You got thrown under the bus. He did say he felt like a sacrificial lamb, and a hundred percent he was. And like, and they didn't have to go all gung ho, but they felt like, okay, we're doing the right thing. We're standing by PGA, and they 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 really respect us for st- standing by with them. So they thought there was some big mission, and they created this thing where it's them against Live. And that they went out there as the forefront men, and they were like, "Well, this is our company. We're going to do right. They're going to do right by us. We'll do right by them by you know siding with them in public." And they didn't do that. And I understand the anger there. But if I, if you were a smart person, you would have known this was going to come. This merger was going to come about because that's what happens every time. If you notice in sports world when there's a competing league, what happens is competition drives these mergers to happen. The NFL. And the AFL merged. They became the NFL. The AFL became the AFC. Are you suggesting that the NFL and the XFL are going to become a one? No, because oh, the XFL darn. they have to they have to. <laughs> the Rock's going to be the new commission. No, they, okay. they they have to be somewhat legitimate. At least, and the XFL is not legitimate yet. Dang, uh, it's not. Nobody watched. Did you fucking watch a game? <laughs> no, no, but the Renegades did win. Ooh, hey, that's the only championship we've had. Good, in 10 good, plus good, years. good one. Uh, the NBA happened then with the ABA. True. All these major. Uh, anytime you have a major 
competing league, they will eventually merge or get bought out. Something will happen. You should know this by now. But live because too popular. It was so big. They eventually they were going to keep it up. Okay, oh, there's no chance in the world they were going to keep it up. Exactly. Right. This was all bound to happen. If you were smart enough with business, you could have solved it. The golfers should have known. They should have had their accountants tell them that, hey, just chill for a minute. I get being thrown under the bus. But why you and the, the normal people, the people on the and the, the fans are all open arms about it, nothing's going to change in golf. No, no, I get you that. You know what? Nothing's changed. No, and nothing will change. Yeah, the you're fact still. Thank the good Lord the live tournament's going to be done. Right. But, but the, other the, other, the other thing is the sucky part is, depending on how this goes, it's been really, 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 really nice to not have to watch Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau on a weekly basis for another for the well, past year and a half. Back. They're going to come well, back. So we're, that's what I'm about to tell you right now as as I wrap up this conversation. Um, the other thing that, to your point about the merger, when it became the when it was the NBA and the ABA or the NFL and the AFL, you know, those were on the forefront, and you also didn't have the commissioner of those of those leagues saying like. Bad guys, bad guys, bad guys. We'll never, we'll never be with them. All they do is, you know. Actually, they had what? back and forth. I mean, maybe not as they were not accusing people. No, 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 no. Yeah, they no, were not they accusing people point. of killing American lives and having human rights issues. They were not saying that, and they were saying they were not saying we're never going to be with those guys. And anybody that goes over to the AFL or the ABA or vice versa, you will never be able to come back in here because you are a traitor. Also, not to mention. Guys in the live tournament because of who they are, you know, headstrong Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka and Patrick Greed, lawsuits against the PGA. Okay, filed lawsuits. Ultimately, they did not win against the DP Tour, but filed lawsuits against the PGA. So, to Rory's stance, he goes, "How on earth could you welcome these guys back as if nothing happened?" One, you said that when they leave. Live or whoever whoever does leave to go to live can never return. They're banned from life. You had banned them, honestly. You you did ban them from the PGA Tour. You, they lost their cards for a year and a half now. The only thing they could compete in is the majors. Can't compete in regular tournaments every week. Three, they made they they put lawsuits ahead of you, uh, which is also a reason why most people think that like this became like this merger happens because now the lawsuits are going to go away, like the big lawsuits against PGA going against Live. You just proved another point there, what? though. Like again, it doesn't matter because everything washes away. Well, no, nothing's get- gonna. Wa- no, no, yeah. we're not done yet. No, there's nothing that's no. The golfers are not back in the PGA Tour. You kidding me? No, they will be. Eventually. No, no, they they're will. not. No, you no. don't. They'll never come back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they can't come back. I'm that I, you didn't even let me get to the oh. point. I'm not saying they can't come back. They can come back. But to Rory's point, I think it should be the same. They should come back, but they've got to. There's got to be a punishment. Either it's a fine or something. Why? What are you talking about? Why? Oh, okay. So, for instance, what let's take one of these So, so you think? What, I'm not about, what did they do so wrong? What do you mean? What did they do? They so just wrong? went to another league. They created lawsuits against the PGA. So, they, that's an American right to do. You so, can go. You can do. Okay. It. So, when Jay Monahan says all that stuff about how you'll never be able to come well, back, you know, players have, you make lawsuits. Players have done that in the NFL, the NBA. They filed lawsuits. The NBA didn't come back. The, the league didn't come back. So, well, you can't come did back. The and NFL, play? Did the Roger Commissioner? Did the Roger Goodell ever say you're never going to play in this league again? No, he didn't have to. Jay Monahan made a hey, listen. This is all a publicity thing. They had to act Holy like that. Holy crap! It was, but they had what, you to. Think it's all, they all didn't in care. On it? No, they didn't care though that much. What? They just did it at the time because they. It was a shock to the system that another competing golf organization was stealing some of their barely, top talent. Barely, 
barely stealing any talent, by the way. Barely. Right, but they They, they just happened some. to get a guy in Brooks Kepka who was capable of winning. Okay. By the way, everybody else on that tour mm-hmm. sucks. They were not good. They were awful. But their names. And when they came and played it, barely. But when their they names. came and played in the majors, when names. they came and played even, in the majors, me. they were dog crap. But hold on, tell me, tell me, can I ask you a question? If I know them, if I know them just by hearing their in my in my ear, yeah. then that then that they're somewhat feasible. Who's the they're most popular names. guy in, the, in in all of golf ever? Uh, Tiger Woods. He did not go to the live. So as long as the PJ has him, it was fine. Well, Tiger What's Woods was never going to go. What you don't know that. So my instance is saying he makes enough get, money. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. But the thing is, is what uh, the whole point? Did I of, give you forty minutes? No, no, no. The thing, the thing though, is that. Why would we should just all went over to the live? If you were going to merge anyways, you weren't. That the thing is, is that Jay Monahan's promising one thing and did another. Of That's course, the thing. And I you're, know it's no. hypocritical. So, why, so, so Rory's like, well, my God, I'm. You know how hard it is for me to get six hundred million dollars on this tour, discrediting sponsors. We're not talking about sponsors or anything. Winning, it's taken Tiger twenty plus years to just get as much money as he's had. Almost a billion dollars winning tournaments by himself, just doing that. And think about how much he's won. He's the second all-time winning as golfer ever. Like we're tied for the first. You how you know how long that's taken? Yeah. So why these guys are like, well, I should have just went over the live if it was all going to come no, back no. anyways. And my, I will admit, this is a win for Live. Make no mistake about mm-hmm. it. I'm saying all this stuff. Live won here because these guys went and got their money. However, this is going to be very interesting. Are they going to get all that guaranteed money now? Because their contracts for four or five years, they've only been lived out for about a year and a half Right, they didn't. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. I will say this. My final thoughts on this. I think you shouldn't judge the players for what they did. I think oh, they did. you absolutely no. Should. I don't. I'm not going to judge them. They did what's right for them. They want well, to go make I, money. I don't. Uh, again, I don't pres- prescribe to the blood money and all this because I really think it's bullshit. Again, to think that one government or, or the other government, okay, all governments, in my opinion, all do very corrupt things. But you also I think can't all deny. the banking institutions. I think all money technically is blood money. If you really want to go do research into really things, <laughs> go look into how the CIA operates uh, around the world and all the things. So. If you really want to get into it, if you really, re- oh, no, 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 if you really want to get into it, Creighton, you really want to get into down and dirty and put your hands in the, the filth, go research it and you will change your mind because things are dirty everywhere. The CIA, okay? is not, the CIA is not backing a sports. You don't know? No. They're not. You don't know. Come they might on, have dog. done a coup. Don't do this. They might have done. My point being is <laughs> no, you, no, because you no, can't. If the you're CIA, talking, okay, no. Whoever, we're talking about couple, blood money. What's a, what's a government that has we're blood money? We're talking about blood money. Take a foreign government that has blood money right now. Russia. Okay. If Russia comes and they start, they have. They both. And they look, st- no stop. Look at those stop, soccer teams. No, that's yeah. I mean, we just had this conversation off air. People hate that. That's people. Not like, people are not saying, "Oh, it's okay." Right? They hate it, but if, yet if they Russia, still watch. Came, well, duh. Dude, so get duh. over it. That's not. But that, that when the, if Russia came and supported the NBA, you're gonna have people that so, are no, gonna be upset is, about that. No, my question is, hold on. My question is this: the people, the government that you're is, talking about, not every, but the Saudi government has put money into the golf, and but that's why. why can I ask you a question? What? Then why are we supporting the U.S. Because the U.S. backed Saudi and the war against Yemen. You sound like you're on a personal like vendetta. I'm just saying. I don't give a damn either way but i'm just telling like, i'm just making a point with the whole blood money thing so i don't k- judge what these golfers did they were offered money i'm not going to uh, like i said like i blame said them for taking money your points are valid but the thing is that jay monahan came out oh i'm and so said, sick of you mentioning jay monahan <laughs> well he's making the fuck? decisions the point is, so then is you came at, no 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 your points are valid 100 percent. that's yeah. not what i'm saying 
The fact is, is that Jay Monahan, I would say the same thing if Adam Silver was doing it. Jay Monahan came out and said, we will never, 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 never. Yeah. You will never, 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 never. He and he like, did exactly yeah. what he said he would never do. I know. He, looks he like sided he, with the guys he swore he, were, he was morally opposite against. Live that long enough, live long enough, and you will see yourself become the villain. Oh, the, dear God. Okay, as they say in the Dark Knight, okay? The, you know what? Yeah, L- listen. All right, that's what's going to happen. The and, good thing is, is the live's gone, and... I don't blame half. I don't blame half those players for taking the money because I get it. I think some of them obviously were doing it for other reasons, like the, you know who I'm talking about. But some of these guys took it because it was life changing money. They never get on the tour. Ultimately, it's going to grow the game of golf. However, the way that's what it's more upsetting for everybody is the way that it got went about was almost zero knowledge to these players who have dedicated their lives and especially guys at the top. They they should get they should get some. You just are you not going to compensate them maybe, for being loyal to the PGA? Maybe they should they have should. done maybe should have done some more research and not been blindly loyal to an organization. That's why okay. that's why uh, in other sports organizations they don't trust the, the front offices and the leagues. That's why their unions you know strike. Look at baseball players; they don't trust their ownership groups. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I know, but, the, don't but Saudi trust. Arabia is not rolling up into the, into the MLB studios and being like, know. "We're making a new league." Sheikh uh, Masood might be coming up, and uh, he's going to be like, "I like baseball now." And the same, by the way, same crap happens with other things. Saudi investment fund last year, or whoever it was, funded a horse for the Kentucky Derby. Was very controversial. Why the horse? Had nothing. And no, no. People weren't mad at the horse. They were mad at the owners. But I'm telling you, you're, you're saying like, oh, it happens look. everywhere. All right, well, it happens everywhere. That's our. But golf when it though. does happen, we people a, get upset about yeah, it. I get it. You can't say like, people oh, Russia funds soccer they do, teams. Though. They do, and oh, nobody gets, nobody blinks an eye. No, they do. People get upset about it. Okay, they were yeah, upset they, about the Russian World Cup. Yeah, that was and a guess thing. what? No, but that's like one percent. Qatar. They were upset about the Qatar and guess World what? Cup. That was a did, big talk. And did y'all still watch the World Cup? Sure, but that's not done. The, that's if not, you truly are mad, you won't watch it. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's to my point. That's my thing. If half these athletes truly care about certain things, they wouldn't boycott. Don't play. If it's such a bad, if it's so bad, don't do it. But I'm not sitting here saying I'm not going to watch. I'm just sitting here saying it's wrong. That's my thing. I think it's boycott. It is hypocritical. I'm still going to watch. Boycotts are hypocritical. Everything. If I would come up here and say, if I would have told you, if I would have told you two years ago when the lifts like started getting rumblings, I would have been like, I'm never watching golf if they merge again, or if they merge. I will. I'll never watch if they do that. I never said that. Yeah, I was just saying. You're smart, I, but I, to this point, I, I don't know if a lot of people are saying that because I'm just saying it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. That's all. No, that's all it is. No, not no. right. It's not right. There anyway, moving on because uh, you're crazy. That was a uh, good conversation. It was. It Everybody was. probably didn't listen to that, but whatever. Yeah, well, how do you know? You never know. <laughs> it's I, it's list. Listen, golf I know is way P1, more entertaining. I know than people P1 give Hunter Dale. There you go. He, people, he, he said golf he, is way more entertaining than people give it credit for. It's fun. I like the April Fool. I like playing the April Fools Open. Uh well, what's not entertaining is guns, and uh, John Morant doesn't seem to learn his lesson with guns. As we move to our NBA segment, and we're going to start off with John Morant. Uh, it looks like uh, Adam Silver is ready to give him the Donald Sterling uh, hammer. Hey, okay, I'm kidding. Yikes. Well, he hasn't done the Donald, <laughs> but he has indicated that there is a big suspension coming because another video or photographs show that John Morant was around guns. Now this one as John Morant points out, is a toy gun. 
But why would you be near toy guns when you already have this track record? It doesn't look right. It shows that Ja Morant does not understand the magnitude of the situation. And now we're in a world where, um, you know, we're very, you know, with gun violence going around, you know, people are very hypersensitive to this thing. And yet he doesn't seem to understand. A lot of NBA players, former, current, have told him and begged and pleaded with him, stop acting like this. You know, you don't have to do this. You're one of the most talented young players in the NBA right now. You know, uh, you know, he is, in my opinion, a top 10 player, if not a top five player. All right. And yet he is washing all the way. So um, we know that Adam Silver is coming out with a suspension. What do you think about this? And do you think how long do you think his suspension is going to last? Can I ask you a question? What percentage of you believes that that was actually a toy gun? I don't believe it was a toy gun. Now, what percentage of you believes it's a toy gun? What percentage of mine? If we like had to go one percent, one percent out of yeah. Nine, yeah, out of hundred, yeah, exactly. It wasn't a toy gun. That's obviously. the best they could come up but with. But that's huh? what yeah, they had know, to right? come up with something. <laughs> that's the, but even if it was, oh, no, even if it was a toy gun, why would you put yourself in that situation? Oh no, yeah. Look at what you're look look at what's caused I'm, because you, cause if you have I'm a toy his, gun. If I'm his PR agent, I'm like, hey, we are uh, anti-gun now. We are no guns. We are going to be like hippies and live well, on a compound yeah. <laughs> where it's just flowers and well, juice. Well, see, that was the thing, was that he had come out the first time after he got, you know, the whole hoopla the first time and said, like, ah, like, I've learned the error of my ways. He didn't say this. This is paraphrasing. Learned the error of my ways. Like, I'm going to go get help. You know, like, I'm going to fix this. And he, like, went to, like, this Florida rehab facility for, like, what, half a day, maybe, it felt but, like. I, and this is what I don't get. So, what what is his addiction to guns? No, I <laughs> like I don't get what you're getting rehab for. Are you well? A- see that so that's what we're kind of getting at here. Was like was like what? And this is I'm I'm saying this in response to your your his PR guy yeah. for what it's worth. It was like it was like what exactly did you do between the first and second occasion for this to. Or why did the second occasion even happen in, at all when you knew you were <laughs> under the radar this whole time? And it, it's really, it, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I just wish, it, I wish that, I think what's, I think what happened, I just, I think he's got guys around him. This is not all of his guys, but I do believe that, I think he's got some bad eggs around him. That it, That's a sad thing because you hear that, that's like the most, an, uh, a predictable storyline from right. any, from every athlete that goes and gets big into the NBA or NFL, whatever the situation may be. Oh, it's his, it's his group, it's his entourage, and it's like the same story here. Like you wouldn't think that. I would think players today should learn their examples from the previous uh, players. Well, they you know? got one playing in the league right now. I just have to look at LeBron James. Well, yeah. I mean, has LeBron James ever had an incident? Never, never. And he's he has played. never been. You know what's funny about LeBron? And the dude there, was getting even millions play, at eighteen years old, right? And you know, like you, there are play, people like, oh, well, maybe down low or secret, blah blah blah. He's really doing stuff. But okay, let's say that's the case. Well, LeBron does such a good job that nobody even sniffs it. Wow. Like, okay. I, so, what are you implying there? No, I'm not. No, I'm, okay. what I'm trying to say is that it's so. Even if he was doing uh, something underground, hypothetically, like okay. hypothetically, if he's saying he was doing something like bad underground stuff, right? All right. We haven't sniffed it out because you can't hide secrets anymore in these days. You just can't. Things will come out, and we don't even hear rumors about that. Yeah. You know, like he's not even a baby mama. No. 
No, he's no. been. Fa- I mean, NBA players are notorious for cheating on their wives. That's okay, a thing. I- That's a thing. It is. <laughs> they're notorious. That's what they're known for. You know, of all the a- athletes, it's NBA players that cheat the most. And yet, he hasn't even got a sniff of that. I wish he would like. If it's a. You know what would benefit him, honestly, would be if he just like, because the thing is, is like the suspension's not going to be five games. If you listen to what Adam Silver was like kind of implying, I would say it's going to be 25 plus. I say it's going to be 30 or more. I would give you 30. I'll give you 30. I I don't see 60. Not a chance. I would be shocked if it was that much. He is a star in this league, and he technically, like, and technically, we didn't, we we were not we're not teetering off the fact of we we broke a massive like law or anything. No, like that's we. This is more of a you work for a private company. We're dealing it with that way, right? Right. Here's my thing. It's thirty. Now he says he's got more evidence. There could be way more that we don't know. That I'm saying that, and I'm not sure. But for right now, what we know, thirty. Right. And if it's 30, that's still a significant chunk of the season. Oh, it's huge. The Memphis Grizzlies would be impacted. impacted. Uh, my thing is it has to be a severe enough suspension because he needs to be taught a lesson to be like, hey, you are talented, but we're not going to stand for this. He didn't learn it the first time when they exactly. suspended him. How many games was that? It was barely anybody still didn't learn it. Right. So like he just came it needs to be a again. significant suspension to where he needs to learn because if you think about it, he is one of the rising stars of the NBA. That's why. I mean, if you if he loses this season, that's another season gone. You know how hard it is to recover. You know how many chances you have at a championship or trying to uh, solidify your uh, your NBA career. I mean, one right. if you get one wasted season, it's that's a lot. And like, I wish like he would like the the apology was just so strange this time around. I I think what would benefit him more would be like because it's obvious like there's a suspension company there's no way there's not going to be one right he should waiting for the nba yeah yeah, right right. like it's obviously there's nothing he can say or do that's not going to like there's going to be a suspension i wish he would just come out and say hey guys my bad like it wasn't a toy gun it was like not even say not even ever mention that there was a toy gun just say guys i made a really bad lapse in judgment i did brandish a, a, a firearm that was really bad on me you know yada 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 um obviously there's no excuse because i work for the nba and i represent the nba and what they are and i know that i understand like i'm a rising star who is looked upon by kids you know as a role model and all this jazz um and say something like that opposed to just a like a like a half-hearted thing where it's like yeah, like it was a toy gun, Adam. Come on, you know, kind of thing. Like it was very. They, they didn't take oh, yeah, responsibility. Hey guys, it was not that big. There, of a there deal. was not. There was not that much responsibility. It was just taken. one gram of cocaine. Like, Come well, on. Where they're like, they're like, Adam. Like they weren't saying this, but it felt like they were kind of saying like, well, Adam doesn't know the whole story. It's a toy gun. Like he doesn't. Like it didn't feel like they were taking like, hey, you know, it's our fault. We put ourselves in this situation. This and that and this and that. It was more of saying like he doesn't get it all. Like and to his credit, Adam's like. Okay, you tell me it's a toy gun. I'm. I don't care. I'm gonna go look. At, you don't think I'm gonna find out? Like I'm gonna find out. Like, seems like gonna, it seems yeah, like an, it seems like an excuse of a politician that currently is in trouble. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> um oh lord. But John Moran, I really, I, I think, I'm really disappointed in him because I think 
Like I really love his he's game. So good. He is one of the best. Like just watch him play. The 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 ferocity, the way he attacks the baskets, my favorite thing is that. Right. Um, and you you know you're gonna have another wasted season. I mean that's the sad part. Yeah, and that's what sucks is like. Thirty games without John Morant, like, is is a bummer. But maybe, but I, but maybe mentally well, he needs that. I hope that that's what these suspensions are supposed to do. They're like they're considered bad, obviously, but I think the point of what Adam Silver is trying to do, because this league takes care of its players, so like it it really cares and it understands what these players are. It knows how to market basketball, guys. Right? They, this is something that. They've done so well for years, and now going into like Europe and stuff like that, international guys. But they understand. Um, if Adam Silver didn't have to do this, like legitimately didn't have to do this, I don't think he would, right? But I feel like this suspension is being like, "Yo, get it together!" Like freaking, like you got to change this is your something. Moment. Like it's your this moment. Is, like listen, you made a mistake. You're going to pay for it right here. He was like, but like, it's got to be significant enough to know that this cannot happen again. And if it does, God have mercy. Like, I don't think like he's obviously going to ever get outs to the league. But a next, like, if we have this instance again, it's not going to be thirty games, bro. Now, it's going to be a lot. more. Selfishly, yeah. I'm glad it's happened because that's another team in the Western Conference that we don't have to worry about because uh, the Mavericks can move on up. That only so, makes uh, what fourteen more we have to worry wow. about. Wow. <laughs> You hater. Uh, speaking of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, one of the potential free agent signings is Kyrie Irving. Uh, and I already proved this right because I'm a genius and you don't believe me. But I already know Kyrie Irving is ultimately going to be re-signed by the Dallas Mavericks. It's it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think it's foregone. It's but a it foregone does, conclusion. It, it does look – Oh, it, it, I will say that – Because like, nobody else wants to pay that money. Well, let's let the market open first and then we'll figure it no, out. No, I'm pretty sure nobody wants Kyrie. They right don't want to deal now, with that. Like, only we'll, two teams, we'll let people see what happens. Only two teams were willing to deal with Kyrie, and that was right the now, Lakers. Let the, let the market open and see what people do. Let me finish. Uh, the Lakers and the Mavericks. But the Lakers are already showing that they don't want to get Kyrie. Uh, and so a lot of people think this is why this new little rumor came out that Kyrie has been actively trying to recruit LeBron not for L.A., but for Dallas, and that they should join a super team of Luka, Kyrie, and LeBron, and DFW. The problem there is it's virtually impossible to get LeBron with his contract situation to get to Dallas. Let's, even if LeBron would try to move heaven and earth to come here himself, it'd be very hard to make it happen. So... With that out the way, why did Kyrie leak this? Why is this leak that Kyrie is adamantly trying to get LeBron to come in Dallas? Does he actually think it's going to happen, or do you believe what the Lakers are saying is that the Lakers say, "Oh, it's that's Kyrie's negotiating stance with the Lakers"? Sure, feels like it's the it's a Kyrie being like, "Hey, like this is what I got to do to make sure people, you know, like I'm, my value gets." Raised in some aspect well, or anything. My or, thing is this, or like, hey, this, you know, like. Well, I also think that's the Lakers being idiots too, because the Lakers also know that they don't have no shot at Kyrie straight up. The only only way the Lakers have a shot you're at you're assuming Kyrie, that Kyrie is just going to take the max. He is going to take the max. No, you're, you're, you're what he the, he already made that clear no, that he's not going to play. I get he made it clear. I'm yeah. saying when the when the when it's on the table. You're assuming that no, that you, no you, matter what, Kyrie no, Irving's like, no. I want max dollars in Dallas. No, no. That is unless Kyrie plays for the minimum, the veterans minimum, he can't play for the Lakers. But what I'm telling you 
I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to. They have to. They have to manufacture a signing trade. All I'm saying is that you got to be careful when you say that it's a foregone conclusion that Kyrie is going to just sign max dollars in Dallas when this guy literally will change emotions with the win. So you just got to be careful. That's all. I don't think. I think it's more than highly. I don't think they're going to even do a max. I think in Dallas he's probably Dallas is probably going to give him a two to three year deal. I hope it's not a max, but you're right. No, that's the thing. And so, yeah, it's. But my my my. This is my point. We're going back to it. The Lakers know that they have no shot at Kyrie because there's no way they can make it work unless there's a signing trade. And Dallas is never going to agree to that. So if Dallas is never going to agree to that, why would you even make up this rumor in the first place? Well, the the thing is, like, I think it's hard to say that also now because when the market opens, teams can get real wonky on how to make space for players. We've seen it all the time. Like teams can get real weird about how to create. They space. can, and that's that's. And a if true. if a team really, 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 really wants a player. They're pretty but good at finding credit, a way to be do be realistic. It. What player? What team is really realistically going to move heaven and earth to make room to go get Kyrie All Irving? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm and not, what makes you think that he also has an interest to go there as well? What the Lakers? I no, think anybody's got Lakers can't move. The Lakers. No, I'm can't just move. telling you. I think okay. Well, in, in the sense of Lakers, I think anybody's got a desire to go play for La La Land, but. Anywho, all I'm telling you is like there might it might not even be a team right now that I even like can think of that. But I'm telling you is like once the market opens, if a team severely like for instance like a Phoenix who is somebody that has been like eh, maybe Kyrie probably not, but maybe I don't know. We'll see. Like that team, if they really wanted Kyrie, they I'm not saying it would not be in their best interest. They but did they, get rid of Chris Paul, right? And they could because I think I think most people are thinking like James Harden's going to be that guy that slots in. But anyways. Uh, They'll they'll find a way to make the space or as much possible space for Kyrie if they really wanted him. Things like that. I think like when it comes to that, I think you can't rule out any team when it comes to the market. Uh, but the 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 whole thing with that is like, let's just say it right now, like the LeBron James to Dallas thing is obviously not happening, but sure, I will play along with this uh, for the sake of the conversation. Well, Let's go ahead and say... Didn't Bill Simmons predict this? What? He, on his podcast, predicted that not only LeBron would join us yeah. here in Dallas with Kyrie and Luka, but he also said that Draymond Green would join to make a big four. <laughs> okay. Now, I can see the Draymond Second. Green. the Draymond Green could happen. That actually could happen. Yeah, you yeah, you'd have to be confident though to do that. Um what, anyways. What are you trying to say about the Mavericks front office? I'm saying anywho. Well, I'll get Mark Cuban on the line well, and get you, Mark Cuban on the line. Let's ask him what his thought process was the past fifteen years in the draft. Right. Let's ask him. So guys, on, Mark get Cuban. On the line. Yeah. So I'm Mark Cuban. I'd love to ask him that. And I would also love to ask him what his thought process was on just completely just throwing Jalen Brunson to New the, York. Anyways. I guarantee you don't have what? the balls. Oh, you don't think I do? No, you don't. He's just a person. I no. I guarantee you, if he came in here right now, you'd just get you on what? get you on your so? knees Why? and just say, "Hey, man, what's up, Mister Cuban?" You go run and get him a drink. What? Why would I do? What's he? I what is? What, what, what's so special about? Like, what is? I bet you anything. What superhero power does he have that that, that makes him so much money. better than me? What money? money? I don't. He's care. like Batman. You kidding me? Psh, whatever. He's just a, he sit he sits like you and me. He bleeds like you and me. He spits you like say you that like, now. What? You say that now. But if he's in the room, I guarantee you're not going to. You won't have this attitude. To, you would not have this attitude. Well, I'm not going to be mean to the guy. It sounds like you, you said, I will tell him right up right now. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be mean to him and be like, hey, man, like, answer for, like, you you obviously, like, your draft picks have not worked out. No, you can't define no. Like, you can't defend it. Like, what, what, what it's okay. was. You're, you're a scaredy cat. No, that's not. Are you kidding me? Anyways. All right. Uh, so. The whole thing is like let, let's let's play along with this. Okay. LeBron's not going to come to, right, so to Dallas, but for the sake of argument, 
let's just go ahead and say, oh, look, oh, the Mavericks did what they needed to do. They got LeBron to Dallas playing with Kyrie and Luka. First of all, I would not want to be with the person in that locker room because God have mercy. Who would have more drama? Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Luka in a locker room or a teenage volleyball girls team that loses every game in the That's season? That's sexist. What? That's very sexist of you. Okay, a guys basketball team in That's high school sexist. that loses everything. I dealt with that too. Uh, first of all, the who would only, have more drama? Tama, you act like LeBron has drama when no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. It's 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 not so much. It's not so much LeBron. It's the fact that Luca and LeBron get along. I got that. They would get along. Kyrie would be the only problem. And you act like that's not a bit. Kyrie. He's not going to turn. But Kyrie, listen. I'm trying to tell you the reason why. No, no, no. no. Between between. Hold on. Between. I get it. Like no, you're right. Like you're valid. You're valid. I know. But I the am. thing is, is that I they get along, but you have all the crap that goes with LeBron James in terms of the headlines and the. That's perfect. You know why? The headlines and I. It's like look Kyrie, at me. I'm listen, the spotlight. Then you got Kyrie, who's booty hurt literally no, over no, everything but in I this think world. Ky- I think Kyrie realizes now that. He doesn't want to be in the headlines. Holy no, the, hear me out. Hear yes, me he out. Does. After his last two years of very offensive remarks, I think he knows that he can't really be in the limelight. Luca hates that shit. Luca does not want to be in the limelight. He is the he is that's the one thing he has in common with Dirk, where he does not like doing. I got you know Luca's pounding on the court. I got LeBron James's headlines literally be, every day, Luka and then I got Kyrie's self that. He, he might not be publicly upset about things anymore, but but that's if they're losing. That dude's. But imagine if they're winning. Oh, okay, yeah, because they, mm-hmm, yeah, they win all the time. So, anywho, wow, let's anyway, play. Let's pessimistic play. fan. You do pessim- they do they win? If that's the, have they won that big three? When did they win? Saying, that's a big three. I'm saying if LeBron and Kyrie were here with Luca, come on. What? Put the parade out. So any oh, he <laughs> smokes. Dude, we gotta make the playoffs for even play a Man, championship look, game. So he comes to Dallas. Locker room's one thing you'd have to deal with, especially like let's say Jerry Ron Green's there, but let's say he's not. Anyways, you got those three guys. I I would be scared to see what the Mavericks had to give up to get LeBron James and what kind of team they've got now with LeBron, Kyrie, Luca, and like do you yeah, even, do you, even, do you even have anybody no, else on don't. the court? And you like, have to get like vet minimums yeah. on everybody else. Seriously. And no, do you have any defense at all at that it, point? It would be you know, remember when Miami first started, the Miami Big Three? Yeah. Remember how they just signed every old player sure to did. supplement everything? Chris Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> but the only problem was that that was back when LeBron and D Wade oh, and yeah, Bosch were their prime. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah so like, that was okay. Uh, I don't want LeBron now. Like LeBron now was, I love him. I love LeBron to death, but yeah, he's no. still 38 years old. Yeah, he's 38, coming off one of his worst foot injuries he've ever had. It's one of the reasons why they he slowed down in the in the Western Conference Finals. It's the reason why it got swept. To which he was still unbelievable. Right, exactly. Bob Sturm, <laughs> love you, Bob. Uh, uh, here's be, my thing. Yeah. No, here's what I'm looking at. I don't think LeBron's coming here, but I do think Kyrie did that for a reason, and I think he did that just to get the attention to get his numbers up. I that's oh, generally I would I would it, agree that's with the that. only reason why, and it's just a, it's just this a great negotiating tactic. Okay, but it's not great. Gonna, we'll see if it works. I well, don't know no, I don't think it's going to work. I guarantee you. Again, only two teams have interest in him. It's the Lakers and the and the Mavericks that have mutual. Uh, interest with each other yeah. like Orlando's gonna have like I guarantee you oh they'll love to have Kyrie because they suck but Kyrie's not gonna want to go to play in Orlando you it's just not that. gonna ha- no he's not who wants to go fucking play in Orlando hey man it's only three hours away from Miami 
Ooh. <laughs> Man, Orlando sucks. The only thing they got there is Disney World, okay? And Universal Studios. Mm. Whoa! What? Mm. What? Yo! Nah, nah. Give me Disney World all Dang. You can't compete with Harry Potter, man. Man, you can't compete with Mickey and Minnie and Pluto. They do have Pandora, and I give them that. Yeah, anyway, like so. anyway, LeBron um, James. I yeah, you're right. Like I do. I think it was a a whole tactic for Kyrie to get his his whatever you want to call it his marketability because his, his his ceiling higher for what it's worth. Exactly. in terms of you know his price point. Now to our final NBA point because I think this one was hilarious. Said Luka Doncic has been criticized for being a chubby boy. Uh, he is his weight has and his uh, you know conditioning has been called out. Some and Brandon Jennings came out in that podcast and just said he got to lose weight. Yeah. Got to lose weight. Well, apparently he took notice because Luka Doncic has a new photo that's come out, and he actually looks very skinny. I'm talking about I'm talking about 2019 Luka skinny. <laughs> that was probably was his 2018, 2019, his rookie oh, yeah. year. Yeah. I uh, remember how skinny he was then. Yeah. That's how skinny Luca looks now. Now, do you think this is a good thing, a bad thing, or do you think he's no? I think it's, it's not going to be relevant. I think it's a good thing. I don't think like his play is just going to get like significantly. You're going to see like, oh god, like he's so much better now that he's 20 pounds lighter or anything. But I always feel like the past like year or two, we've gone through this whole thing of like, oh, Luca's working out. Luca's looking better. He looks more in shape. During this off season, this that, and then like he gets into the season, and it's kind of like, eh. like you're just kind of like, oh, now you start hearing conversations like, is Luca really in shape? He's not. He's still kind of slow. Da, 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 da. Well, see, this is what I don't see, get. See, my thing, my thing is, and I actually, you know what? I'm a. This is I. I've said a lot. There's a lot of things I've said about like Luca as a as a prospect coming up when he was playing in Europe. That I wasn't too certain about, and he's proved me wrong on it, which I was glad to be. But the, one of the things that I said. That I was very adamant. I was about I was like, man, I don't know, man. That guy runs a little bit too. He's a little too slow for my taste. And you know what? It's kind of held up. Well, he's always been slow. That's what I'm saying. But, but it's not it, like he's it, like. That's the thing. It's, it's like he's it's not. Never, it doesn't affect him though. No, he's, and that's that's what that was. I was gonna say to that was that like even though like that is happening, as long as the dude is dropping at this point, is and is honestly honestly EA. If he just like stopped the the pouting that everybody hates and just got back on defense, I honestly don't think people would even talk about him no, being in shape I, or out of shape. I, I think that is what causes him a lot of issues is that he doesn't run down the court half the time because not because he can't, but because he is just he's upset. And he's like, "Where's the foul?" And then he's like, "I'm just going to sit here and complain about it." If he didn't do that, I'm not sure people would even. Talk I'm with about you right this. there. And listen, I'm a Luca apologist, as I've been known to been. I, I've been described as that. People on my uh, other show, Best for Business, they love to attack Luca, so I feel like I have to be his apologist. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. I don't think he's ever had a fat problem. In fact, I think if you look at his dad, he is an ox. Right. His dad's a big guy. That's genetically what he is. Um, has he gained a little more weight than other players? Sure. But when I when we're we're talking about NBA fat, we're not talking yeah, about real true. fat, okay? Uh, he's put on a lot, a lot of muscle since he's been in the NBA. That's the difference. I think it does help him to be a little more conditioned on defense because defense in the NBA is all about effort. It really is. It doesn't matter how good or not. It's just about effort. If you have great athleticism, it's about heart. It's about heart. Yeah. It, it, it's about it's not what you said last week when I was talking about the Miami Heat, well, but that's no, besides anyway. the point. But no, actually, it's mainly about athleticism. If you're conditioned and you can stay on your man the entire time, you're going to play great defense the entire time. If you get tired, what do you do? You 
tend to foul right. or you get blown by. So that's essentially what it is. So if he can work on that, and yes, on his pouting, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. If he can work on those two things, Luca's back in the MVP conversation, and we're all okay. He does need to be able. I I did have an argument with uh uh one of our fellow college football writers at CBSSports.com, Shayhan, our good friend there. Um, he we got back and forth, and you know he criticized saying that it's. Luca is the main reason why the Mavericks are at fault here. And I was like, I don't think so. Again, I reiterate, it's the roster around him. But if Luca does these small little things to help himself and get his game back together and yeah. gets a little more serious, I do think him getting a little too serious about Europe and playing for Slovenia too much, that is going to be an issue. Because I do think that right now he's just getting ready for the the Euros. What's wrong with that? I don't. I think he needs to focus more for the Mavericks, not the European team. But I don't mind him playing basketball through the summer on a on an incredibly competitive level. Like I don't mind that. I kind of mind it because really? one, you might get injured. Two, oh well, yeah, sure. That's that would suck, right? Yeah, and another thing is that again, he puts too much effort into the Slovenia team, and then he gets to the open in nineties like exhausted. Well, that yeah, the, well, yeah, I, I see. Like what true, do players kinda. do in the off season? They get ready for the season. True. And he's just well, constantly playing just, basketball. Let's, manage the, let's manage the workload on the Slovenia team. Though, That's what right? I'm saying. Uh, like, you don't have to play in those opening rounds unless Slovenia is that bad that they need him to <laughs> well, do that. Yeah, I mean, the, they could use him. It's kind of like, remember, you know, Cuban hated that Dirk played for Germany all those years. Right. And, well, yeah, and it's like, I, I wholeheartedly believe, like, if he just like ran back on defense. It would change I, everything. I, I think I I just don't think people would complain that much about his Wait. over way out of shape stuff. And because like for instance, like Zion, um, I think gets a lot of unfair criticism for being overweight. Like I think he just gets criticism for fucking porn stars, but Well we'll let we'll let that one breathe and Remember see Stephen A? We'll see. Porn star. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what like it's hard to even tell like what's what's like real or fake yeah, at this point. No, I get so you on that fun. one. But, like, is, so he gets a, a lot of yeah, he gets a lot of credit. I mean it dis- he gets discredited a lot and a lot of sl- a lot of flack for being overweight and whatnot. But to the point with Zion is like I've seen Zion do things that I have never seen any player do, maybe outside of LeBron James. And I'm like, that dude, I was like, that's the guy you're calling overweight. And he runs back on defense. And when that's like when he's doing all of that and he's dropping the points and everything, you don't see anybody really complaining about it. No. Other than when he's like sitting on the bench because he's unhealthy. But that's not really because of his like hundred percent because of like he's a little bit heavier than most people. He's just a big body. And so I think that's the thing with Luca is what I'm saying, kind of the same thing is that Luca puts up the numbers that Zion does. Um you can't deny that like Zion comes out and like and puts up these like huge numbers and right. Luca comes out and puts up those numbers. And if he just if he just came back on defense like most of these guys do like like for instance like Nicola the Joker right now is playing like if he did not run back on defense we would be saying the same thing. Yeah, you would be like, call this him, dude's out of shape. But, but then he's again, slow. He's, but he's a great. He's a good defense player. True, but why is that? That's what I'm saying. Is because it's he because he put yeah he, he puts he, the effort, but he also he has the advantage of playing really good defense. Luca, even when he does commit to defense, he's not the best. But but to the credit 
Luca at the beginning of the year really honed down on defense and 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 improved. He improved right, because he was in shape. He was in shape, right, and everybody gave him props where they're like, "Oh, thank like this dude, congrats! Like you're figuring it out." I, I and then he stopped. That kind of got out of the way. And but you I, know why so I think it is what again? And I point this out: the roster is so bad that Luca has to do so much. That it does wear on him by the yes, midpoint of the season. But like EA, you can't deny that. Like half the time he, like most of the time that he's exhausted. Like you can't deny that. There's a lot of times where he could just go down the court. And he no, just no, no, stops no. The, we, 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 I, we both agree right. though. The ref thing, it has to stop. And I, I, I bet you anything that's already been sunk into his by his leadership team around him. That hey, that's the one thing that's preventing you from becoming to the yeah. next level. So if you want the next money, the next big thing, that's going to be because you need to stop that one thing. So I get that. Also, I think if Luca, I, I think Luca will be fine going, going forward. I just think that we there are, is a little bit too much criticism on his weight. I think it's overblown. I think he's actually he comes in the last two years. I think he's done well. Yeah, no, I think I think he's done. And quite honestly, if you ask me, like the way that, and I said this on, you know, Mavs beat and everything, it's like, yeah, like could he slim up a little bit? Sure, Shameless but he plug. what? Shameless play, right? Like, yeah, no, you got the wait. Sorry, everybody, you got the wait like four or five months because we can't win playoff games. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so can't like is he a little bit like yeah, maybe if they it, it wouldn't do him bad to lose five or ten pounds. I'm not, and I don't even care quite honestly because like I'm not like I don't I'm not saying like who am I to sit here and be like you know lose weight. But I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, would it help you as a professional basketball player to lose the, the five or so pounds? Great. Yeah, I guess. But he's still dropping. Like, he's doing astronomical numbers. And I'm like, that's fine. As long as you're doing that, like, I'm cool. The problem is, is like, dude, I swear it's like, if you just like, if you just got back and try hard on defense, which you were doing at the beginning of the season, nobody, for, for those two months, EA, at the beginning of the season when he was doing defense, and was actually kind of rising through the ranks on it, like not too far, but he was way better than he was. Did anybody ever question no, his right whether he was in shape or not? Nobody said a word about it. Didn't even didn't even dare talk about. They're like, oh, he's playing great defense. And then like you start seeing him kind of like dip off and like complain, and everyone's like, a little fat maybe. I don't know. And so like I think that would just do him really good if he just uh, stop complaining. I, I think half his problems would would end if he just ran up the court. I don't really like it. Doesn't bother me that much as it does everybody else. But I think I think if he. It's he a perception base. Yeah, I think if he ran up the court, I swear half the people wouldn't even say he's out of shape. Well, because uh, he's really not. Well, well, again, like you said, we got to wait till October to see the what yeah. happens to Luca. But uh, we'll have a big month this summer. The NBA draft comes up at the end of the month, and of course, the big time we're all waiting for NBA free agency. What would happen? What will the Mavericks do? We'll break all that down this entire summer. So stay with us. But right now, it's time to go to the movies. All right, so uh, the movies we both been going a lot lately. You a little more than I have, because <laughs> uh, you're you don't you don't have a life. I do. Ouch! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I love going to the theaters as much as you. I just got busy lately, but I did have chance to go see this great movie called uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. No, no, That's sorry. Wrong. Sorry. That's wrong. No, no, no. Sorry. Wrong. No time out. That was 2018 when I saw this great movie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We're about to. Okay. I'm going to preference it right now. The way you just said that, we are about to get into it, folks. And I am so sorry that if this conversation runs a little long. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Here we go. So, okay. Into the Spider Verse 2018. Continue to tee it up. Oh, that did not make me feel good. <laughs> you like that, don't you? You like that. You like that. You like that. Did you see how great of a broadcaster I am that I did that? Anyway, that was a great movie in 2018. Anyway, now I've had 
a chance to go see another movie. Apparently, <laughs> this movie was a sequel to that great movie. This oh, one's called uh, Spider Man. If you get if you across get a, the Spider Verse, you're gonna slam it. Say, get its name right. Stars uh, about Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy and a bunch of other Spider. The same guys it was about the first one. Man. Yeah. It's, uh, the, well, <laughs> it's they didn't have my favorite characters in there. Okay. Well, it's about Spider Ham. And uh, because they're in a part of the Spider Noir, they were in a part of another part of the story, anyways. Anyway, anyway, my point being, I took my little brother to see this movie. You saw the weekend before, I didn't get a chance that weekend, so I took my little brother on Thursday. You, however, went and saw another film on Thursday called Transformers. See it as yesterday, as of this podcast recording yesterday, and um, I did. We're gonna hold off on your thoughts on that because I will see it. Tuesday, so we'll do it next week. Double feature next week. Yeah. So what? W- w- also, we have another big film coming out yeah, next Asteroid week. Asteroid City. No, another big film. Past Lives. Mm, another big <laughs> film. We'll talk about that at the end of the segment. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so it took my brother to go see this movie, Across the Spider-Verse. I will say this before I get started. I don't know what happened, but I don't know if it was because I'm getting old. No, stop that. And I don't know if I couldn't hear oh, anything. God mercy. We had this but conversation. Gwen Stacy opens up the film, and I, this is just a small spoiler alert, but she opens up the film oh, we're playing. Not spo- we spoil every movie. We can do it. Well, spoiler. she's playing the drums really loud. I'm like, okay, I can hear the drums. But she's saying she's narrating something important, and I'm like, what's she saying? And she's like, while I'm hearing drums go, bam, 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 and she, and I'm like, uh, and I looked at my little brother. He doesn't know what's going on, and other people are kind of looking around, like, what's going on? Am I old or what was going on there? Uh, no, Kratos? it was just, it was just, was a, that a, uh, it was a bad mix, and it doesn't even matter anymore because they sent out new mixes today. Can I ask so you it's a already question? Out. It's already can I ask you a no, question? No, if you didn't see the, if you I, didn't, no, can I ask you a question? If I'm a big movie studio. And I noticed that my movies have this problem. Wouldn't I fix that before I send it out? Where would you put Christopher Nolan on the pantheon of all-time directors? One of the greatest of all time. Okay. The GOAT. Tenet's mix is awful. Yeah. So everybody was, can do it. No, here's the everybody thing. Can, Tenet, everybody's a Tenet, per, everybody's Tenet, Tenet was the, uh, uh, did you hear the thing called COVID? Huh? What about, oh, that, yeah. that, 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 that stops you from mixing movies? Yeah, it does. Half those guys do it in their home no, anyway now, so no, it doesn't even it, matter. It, it screwed a lot of people up. Really, huh? I'm going to give him a pass. <laughs> oh, okay. okay Outside of that, uh, okay. I'm just saying. The first 10 it. minutes of Spider-Man Across so the Verse. So this movie got delayed for two years because of COVID, and they don't get a pass either. I get it, though. Well, it's cool. That's I, totally well, I don't know, but... Oh, it you, doesn't matter anymore, though, because if you, why know, would if you, you have not se- seen the movie literally as we are talking, talking right now. Or early Saturday morning, for some reason, if you're listening to it, you will not even know because they sent out new mixes today. Well, so because, don't worry about why it. do they? Uh, you're acting sc- like people don't like screw things up. I'm just saying it that happens, man. It ruined my movie. It was ten minutes experience. of a two-hour, twenty-minute co- anyway, movie. Ten minutes. But besides that, ten minutes. Part of the but plot. Besides the ten minutes, I will say this: okay. this movie is fucking spectacular. Oh, thank God. Okay, never mind. We're good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, I, lo- I wanted to fuck with him this entire time. No, I love this movie. This is a great movie. Do I like it better than the first one? No, because the first one had a certain charm to it that I really liked. But the second one's just as good. Uh, I just don't think it's better. That's the difference. Um, in the movie, if we could break break it down, the is just that Miles Morales, after his encounter with the other spider people, apparently um, he gets he meets them again. Apparently, there is a multiverse 
uh, like a, a machine in the future that allows other Spider-Men to go back to different universes. And Gwen Stacy joins it, and she somehow brings Mal Morales into that fold, and they get to meet up. And there's a whole thing with this uh, bad guy called the Spot, who's also going through the multiverse. There's a bunch of multiverse stuff going on. It is all. It's all multiverse, and like quite honestly, like Gwen is in Miles Morales's uh, uni- like universe. Strictly to do a job, she's not right. there to see yeah. Miles. It just but, happens that Miles is like, oh, hey, but she misses and that she misses him. And well, she does, but she's yeah. there to do a job. She wasn't like stopping by to say, hey, he just happened to be there. He's like, hey, I'll join in. Uh, but I do like this movie. It's really first of all, the the animation is spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know who decided to make it this way. Whose uh, style was this? But they knew how to bring a comic book to life. That's literally like me looking at a comic book and saying, oh, it's coming, it's moving now. That's what I thought. The the voice acting is terrific. Everybody does an incredible job. Like they do an incredible job acting through their voices, which is very rare. Sometimes voice actors just you know say the lines. Right. These guys did incredible with what they did, and of course the music was awesome, top notch, great music, all as always. A lot of needle drops. Uh, but not even I'm talking about the the score. The score was oh, amazing. Oh yeah, no, the score is great. Like the score is like really really good. So I will say this for me, Spider Man uh, Across the Spider Verse. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. Uh, an eight ten. Yeah, because the that. first one was ten. This one's a nine and a half. Yeah, I'll take that's fair. I'll take. That. I will say there are parts of the movie that really dragged for me really? because yeah. The, here's the thing: the first part of the movie is great. I'm do not. I did not like the intro. The intro still not because of the Gwen mix. Stuff? Yeah, the Gwen okay. stuff really. It was long. I was like, I thought we were talking about Miles Morales. And yet we were spending a good ten minutes of the first part of the movie on Gwen Stacy, and then it moves on and introduces the movie in Miles Morales. And I thought that was weird. I, I didn't like that decision. I love the Miles Morales parts, and then I love the very beginning when he's fighting the spot early on. That 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 uh, bad guy, he's hilarious. It's uh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, he did killer job. It's a, killer it's a, job. It's a, it's a it's a really good dynamic there. They're having a good time. I love his parents. The, the relationship he establishes with his parents is great. All that's great. And then we get to the Spider-Verse, and that's fun, too, a little bit. But then when we get to that city, it lost me a little bit. Nueva was, New York? Yeah, the Nueva New York, the headquarters yeah, okay. of the, like all it. the Spider-Men. Really? That got a little too much for me. Oh. I mean, it was too meta. It was trying to be too meta there. Too many inside jokes, too many... Oh, did you see this in the Spider-Man? Did you see that Spider-Man? Did you see this Spider-Man? Like, I get it. Like, it was Overlord. Like, <laughs> what was it? You know, in um, No Way Home. No Way Home, I thought, did a really good job of doing what they do, a multiverse thing, where they took different characters, they brought them on board, and it wasn't too much. This movie said, nope. We're going to throw everything that's Spider-Man related right out. I mean, that's what it is, though. I understand that, but they did a little too much on it, especially with them trying to show archival footage of... uh, People have a problem with that. Yeah. Not not like a... Parts of the archival footage you're talking. He's talking about the uh, from the other movies that they they would they would show they were showing clips like in in a memory type situation when Miles is looking at certain things. But some people have like an instance like a not instance have a like issue with certain parts of them showing that and other parts they're cool with like i think that some people are a little upset that they showed too much of it in part like i don't think people are upset about them showing like the uncle ben part but they started to show other like 
recycled clips from other movies. From the movies. That's what it was. And and people weren't. I've read that people weren't too thrilled with. That. I don't. And what's it called? I don't care. The movie. What this is called is called fan service, which. We're going to get a lot of fan service coming up with a lot of these comic book movies coming up, especially The Flash, which premieres next week. Uh, fan service is going to be a big thing. And that's why I said Spider-Man No Way Home was fan service, but they did it the right amount. For instance, we we both loved the fact that the other two Spider-Men weren't introduced until the third act. And they kept that a secret like it wasn't even a thing. I know we saw in the market and, oh, it might happen. And I was like, you know speculation but we never got that officially there was never an official word that that was going to happen and when those other two spider-men showed up it was a huge surprise and it worked well we originally thought it was just tom holland fighting or joining forces with the other villains that was it other than that that's why it was a perfect balance and this film they just threw fan service everywhere <laughs> oh you know that guy you know well, that guy you know that guy you know that guy you know that guy you know that guy that they were kind of they were doing that in into the spider-verse too i mean like not really there's, there's a into ton the of spider-verse oh there's no, a ton no, of spider no, guys no. They had, uh, into the spider-verse did a very good job of balancing it out the, well, you got to raise the stakes in a sequel. No, but they just did too much. Then the Donald, Glo- I thought the Donald Glover okay, thing was an so, idiot. First of all, he never was "quote unquote" the prowler. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. He was no, not like with our own. He was eyes, in homecoming, but he was, he was obviously in home- implied to be the prowler. Like, okay, it was, can I ask you a question? What? Did he show up any time other in any other movie? No, but see, to that, no, no, no. I don't think that's the point. I think, I think that was Sony saying like. Here, like he's like, because he's not gonna come back. I would right. be, like, he's but that's obviously. Stup- I thought that was a very well, see, stupid so thing. I'm good with it. One time when they came back to him, I was like, eh, okay, we're getting a little too like, eh, this, this, this. but I, I like, I can, I can see why they like Sony did that. They're like, hey, we never delivered on this. Here you go, like two seconds, and that would have been cool if they were like, okay, that's it, that's all you're getting. But they came back to him. It was a little weird. I had another problem too. What? Okay, so uh, I like the movie. Chill. I, I know, but don't get that sad face on it, buddy. <laughs> No, another problem was, okay, and this is probably me nitpicking here. I don't like how other Spider-Men don't resemble Spider-Man at all. Oh, that's so you nitpicking, because that's all comic book stuff. No, I know, but I just don't like it. Like, for instance, um, who was the pregnant lady on the b- motorbike? Spider-Woman. Literally what her, yeah. Yeah, but. Flat out. No, seriously. But is that comic accurate? Is there a pregnant lady that's Spider-Woman? Well, yeah, they can, yeah. That ride they the motorbike? Yeah, they just selectively decided to do the pregnant spider woman. Okay. Yeah. Did they? But what's what wrong about? With that with nothing's you? wrong, but that's to me. That's not a spider. Like I don't even like Gwen Stacy being Spider Woman. Like I don't oh, like. Oh really? Oh, people love that. I like. That character I like. Gwen. No, I know, but like they, you know what? I like that character and what they do with her in this film. But there was just too many Spider Men that didn't look like Spider Man, and I, it was kind of confusing. Like you well, think Spider Ham is looking like Spider Man? He's like. He was, like but he was hilarious. Oh, so you like him? Yeah. He doesn't even like. He, now, looks, he a, looks less like Spider Man. Who was the leader, Miguel? Is. I don't get who. You he's don't know been. who Spider Man twenty ninety nine is? No. Oh, dude, he's a big character. Miguel? Yeah, O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, yeah. twenty ninety nine is a big deal. He's a vampire. What? Oh, you're asking. <laughs> Look, I don't get what he that, was no, like. No, no. The thing is with. See, that's a problem. No, wait, wait. If wait I'm, I'm confused a, on what you're asking. Okay, okay. In the wait, movie, wait. are you asking me about like in the movie? He seems to like, act like a vampire. Like he was like he's oh, cursed. No, 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 no. He was doing some weird shit where he's like cursed as a monster too. Yeah, he's well. He is a darker version of. Yeah, but it, but in 2099 the movie, is a is a is a is I get it. Not a so it's not Brandon, an out of the hear, question. Spider-Man. You hear my like, point he's, right he's there? A, he's a very well-known Spider-Man. Uh, you see where there's too much fan service. 
because you still have to appeal to a broader audience when you make these movies. But it's Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. No, 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 Creighton, I get that, but you still have to appeal, and you're not doing that when you make one of the main characters, Miguel, from 2099. People people love Miguel O'Hara. Who? It's not a new character. No, but Spider-Man comic book fans. He's also... Spider-Man 2099. Well, this is a comic book fan movie. Spider-Man 2099 has his own game. I'd never heard of that. Really? Game. Yeah. Is it? It's either it's it's Web of Shadows or Friend or Fo- which one is it? See, you got to be really into <laughs> that geekdom to. I and I say that I with all due respect. I think it's Web of Shadows. I say that with all due respect, but you have to be deep in that yeah, to understand that. Yeah, it's 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 uh. Right, Web of Shadows. I right, don't know but why again, I'm looking that up. But, but again, Crane, I'm what? nitpicking here. It's not a or big is it deal. fractured? Ah, hold on. Anyways, continue. But yeah. no, no, ser- no. But honestly, again, though, it's a nitpick. It's not me saying that it's a terrible but thing. But who would you rather have? Like as no, the, no, no. I thought that was a great because he is full of. He's if, a good villain. Well, uh, some. He was of the villain. villain. Yeah. He was the villain. The yeah. spot's not really the villain in this film. He really no, wasn't. Yeah, no, the spot actually goes away. Shattered Dimensions. That's what I was thinking of. Shattered Dimensions. Look, you don't remember this game. No. Oh, okay. You don't remember that one? No. I okay. Don't. Shattered Dimensions is uh Shattered Dimensions. Sorry. Spot literally goes away in the last act of the movie. He does. <laughs> he just disappears. He's just like, I'm chilling. <laughs> and then he comes out for one thing and he kind of rises like, ha ha. Yeah. Uh I did my laugh again there. Um <laughs> overall though, I think the movie was fine. I think that there were just parts of it that did drag, especially the ending. The ending, they could have cut a good twenty minutes from the ending. That dragged on i'm curious to see but it, you know what uh, i will say this while i am complaining did it drag on in a way it did pay off i'm curious to think what because it did build some tension to the revel- revelation about miles's alternative self yeah and that yeah. that really i i love that sequence just the music that was building up like and then at the end of course and again spoiler alert spoiler alert, spoiler alert at the very end you know when that team of the ones we saw from the first film, yeah. like Spider Ham and all them, yeah. they joined forces with the new guys that we met in this team, and they're all joining forces to go rescue Miles from this thing. So we get a third movie. Uh, it was a great setup, but see, most people t- hated the to be continued thing. Well, everybody they hated it because they they wanted more. I know, it, well, it almost made me feel like people. I was like, did y'all not know that Beyond the Spider Verse is going to happen? Like, it almost made me feel like that. I was like, when did that become not a thing that nobody knew? I was like, obviously you knew this was part one of part two, uh, right. part two parters. So, um, if in that case, uh, I love it, but again, it, it just dragged on a little bit towards the end. But really? it was still a enjoyable film. Like I said, so, nine and a half is pretty damn good. to No, give. I'll give you nine and a half because I think it's like I think. And so I like this movie better than I liked Into the Spider Verse, but but that's that's that part of me is that's a personal thing because I like the characters that were in this one a lot more. However, with that being said, I think Into is a way more important movie and was way more groundbreaking than Across the Sp- and that's just the nature of it being the first one. Yeah. Way, that's why I think that that one deserves a ten. And if and that this one either deserves like a nine or a nine point five. For instance, on a scale of five, I gave into. I think I gave it a f- five star, and then I gave it cross four and a half, something like that. Okay. You know, no, it's right. It's right next to it. It's very. It's unbelievably great. It's it's so good. I like like, but what into the Spider Verse is like? For instance, like you don't get uh, into the Spider Verse. Like welcome the fact 
of the multiverse to a lot of people. Like there, like there was a ton of people that up until that point, probably honestly probably didn't even know what the multiverse was. And for anybody that kind of knew what it was, they'd never seen it necessarily taken upon in a movie before mm-hmm. um, that heavily and uh, into the spider verse kind of like condition everybody to be like hey this is okay like you can understand this let's get it through and like and it everybody like responded and obviously that kind of made way for uh no way home which honestly you probably don't even get if into the verse spider verse doesn't even work. no like you, you don't. probably don't even get that idea because i mean at one point in time tom holland did say like hey this was going to just be a Tom Holland movie. He didn't say it was directly because of Into the Spider Verse, but he did say like initial write ups in the in the director's room, like at the beginning of the talks of when we started talking about the third one was like it was just going to be a Tom Holland movie. They didn't have much more after that, but then it obviously like altered to what it is now. So across the Spider Verse, I think builds upon what Into the Spider Verse does so well, and that was. Uh, like the an like the animation, first of all, shout out to Chris Miller, Amy Pascal, mm-hmm. the producers of the movie. You got to give them credit, EA, for continually pushing the boundary. There's a lot of comic book movies, and I I hope it's not one, but we can take it. Like the Flash next week, more so. That's not out. It's not really fair. But like for instance, Suicide Squad, be Batman versus Superman, or, hey. or, or, or wait, wait, ah, no, no, don't, don't no, no, bring no, no. Batman. I'm gonna come. Back. Okay, fine. We can take that one out if you don't feel good about it. Suicide Squad, or on MCU, just on MCU's level, plug and play. Love and Thunder. Uh, Trash. What, yeah, right. Love and Thunder. What's some other like Eternals? Uh, uh, Ant Man and Quantum. Ant Man, the yeah, Quantum Mania stuff like that. That's just not really. It's almost like they're plug and play. Like they're like, here's what we've been doing for years and years and years. Just gonna keep doing it. All of that. What well, Amy and Chris and Phil Lord, and, you know, all the producers, they're like, now nah, we're like, we're gonna really build upon something and like really push the boundaries of what can be done. And to their credit, it's it's worked out. And you gotta get your point in before I continue. No, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say, but you. Wow, like, rude. No, sorry. It was just, it's um it's. I, I love them for that aspect is that they're not afraid. And this movie's got three directors on it, which is incredible. Any movie that's got like three directors on it usually is an absolute train wreck. And oh, there's into this. There you go. And there's a commercial for it as we're speaking. Anyways, any movie that's got like three directors on it would most of the time be an absolute train wreck. For instance, like Fast X has two directors on it. I think most people consider that a train wreck if you're not a fan outside the series. <laughs> but, anyways. They do such a great job, and what this movie does so well is the animation styles. Not only did they obviously into the Spider Verse ushered in a new way of like animation in the way we look at animation animated movies, but they took this one and they're like, okay, we're not just gonna make just an animated movie that's like vanilla across the board. Every Spider Man and every different world is going to have a different style you did. and a different a, a, a different creator and a different uh artist for it and you can tell it's almost like literally like as if like as if I were taking this story and I was reading it in three like different comic books like the styles of these of these different characters are like the comic books. And they for did instance. that did you notice that? and they did right. that in the film every time we got introduced to a new world yeah. or a new Spider-Man a new comic book popped up yeah, and right. said hey which is, this is- unbelievable and like like you're, the ten minutes you hated at the beginning with Quinn, like you're in her world, 
it's like the comics that you read with her. It's all like water pastel stuff. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's like very paintish and everything. And then you obviously go into Miles' world and it's way more comic booky. And then Spider Punk is like this like different kind of version with his and then like Nueva York and Oh and like then that, uh, and the, the, oh I don't know what God. his name was, I forgot because again the mix was terrible. Okay. Um, uh, but that Leonardo da Vinci. Oh uh, yeah, guy. Vulture, Vulture, he, Vulture from the, from the back yeah. in the day. Oh my God! But he was from a world where it was like Leonardo da Vinci world. Yeah, it was like the like old school the, stuff. Yeah, so I like that. So the movie was really great, and the numbers are coming in right now. So uh, right now, two hundred and fifty-seven point nine million is the latest figure worldwide. It opened. On an open weekend, it opened on to debut to 120.7 million, the second highest open weekend total of 2023. Again, right behind, which I don't know how this is possible, the Super Mario Brothers movie it's like at 146 ago, point. It is also the eighth best ever for an animated film. Think about that. The two movies this year that are leading the box office are animated. Well, it's movies. not leading the box office. No, yeah. you know what I'm no, but what I'm saying is like the, to the, open up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, like are animated movies. Like what? Because people, I think, are getting a little tired with. Okay, here's. I'll, I'll point you to this. The Guardians thing, I can't explain. I don't know why Guardians. I thought Guardians. I was can tell get, you why. Why? Because I think people are getting tired of the MCU plug and play stuff. Yes. Even though Guardians wasn't that much of that, it was a little different. Yeah. There was still like a lot of the, like a lot of the cinematography and a lot of the way that it was made was very like you could tell it's like this is an MCU movie, but it was great. But, and I and you, if you notice it, they waited till. The bigger numbers came in later. Right. It may not premiered well, but word of mouth made it to where, okay, let me go. That's why I had some legs to it. Right. Um, Little Mermaid, you could tell, was a big thing. Uh, it had a huge thing here, not worldwide. The uh, box's numbers were terrible. It's considered one of a huge flop. Uh, so, I'm so, unfortunately, Disney's not recovering there. Which is so funny, man. They got to quit these live. I, I said this last time. They got to quit the live action because it's well, not like. They're not because did you hear what Disney's I president know. said? Yeah. He wants to make Lion King a. Uh, uh, like Star Wars, which I thought was the dumbest we thing I've ever heard that. in my life. Um, but Spider-Man Into the uh, or Across the Multiverse, a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just rare. I went as a little thing to go find like the negative reviews of this film. Did you like, really? Yeah, just to Heck see. Yeah. I wanted to see who would say like a bad thing about this because they had 13. The time I went, there was 13 Rotten Things scores, yeah, yeah, and they're like it's too much for me, it's cluttered mess, blah blah blah. I'm like, so you clearly don't like movies, yeah. You're not, you're just like you're you're not understanding what it is. It's like, and uh, yeah, that's th- those people. Well, when imagine I hear this. that. This is a uh, Roger Brian Tallarico calling his name out. Okay, Brian Tallarico, Robert, Robert. No, I'm. This is a good thing of RogerEbert.com. Oh, okay. He gave it four to four stars. He also. Uh, Compared it to other great part twos like The Dark Knight and Empire Strikes Back. Which I, is, Empire Strikes Back is the biggest comparison I've heard. Because literally of the heard it almost every day. It's because yeah. of the cliffhanger, right? right exactly. There. Uh, that that is it. And, and you know, again, like I said, I don't think the first. I think the first one's still better, but it's uh, it's just an opinion there. But I still think this was a great film. I think Gwen Stacy uh, and her relationship with Miles was, and and even uh, Peter Parker. Uh, played by uh, Jake Johnson. Right. Uh, I thought that was. I love all their relationships. I love the betrayal he had. Like, this was all a trap. Like, he wasn't even meant to be Spider Man. Yeah. Like, this whole thing was like that. Love that twist. Like, well, you weren't really. Sp- and I love no. And that's what's so cool. And like, it's usually a cliche thing, but they did it. Ri- they did it right. No, and like the story, like the way that these guys are able to tell stories through animation, and also EA, the way that they can take a multiverse story and. Put heart. Yeah. 
which is so like it it because and it's not technically, like, hold on. Technically, no way. No, home I was about to that. say like no way home did that, but, but they I did think, it at the end. Yeah, and I, but I think uh, yeah, no, like exactly. I was about to say no way home did that, but I think sometimes people like we haven't had much of that. But for instance, I think actually a good a good like example of this would be like uh, multiverse of madness. Like you can see it's it's not easy to make a heartfelt story with a a complex thing like the multiverse. It's not easy. Um, Doctor well, Strange didn't really do that. Well, and so like, but no, no way home did, and yeah. this movie did. And, and listen, I like Do- I enjoy oh, yeah, Doctor Strange. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a great horror film. Yeah, that's what yeah. I like to think yeah. about it. Um, but no, no way home had heart, but this one from the beginning there was this heart. First of all, you, got- you 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 establish the relationship with him and Gwen. That that they miss each other. You know, he has a crush on her big time, and he misses her, but he'll never Forrest get Whitaker. to see her. Anyway, sorry. It, that is uh, Creighton's uh, random the, person of the night. Yeah, sorry, I just uh, anyway. no. That's okay, Creighton. I'm going to fire you next week. Anyway, um, we're moving on. No, but wait, 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 wait. No, what? there was a great Gwen. You know, the, the relationship there. But another big thing is the relationship between his father and his mother. Yeah, the, the mother had a much more prominent role in this film, which I think was cool. But it wasn't about her. It was about him and his dad. Right. Like it was about because, of course, and I want spoiler alert. There's We've a whole thing. It. Yeah, so. I, I I love it. I love the relationships in the film. There's just heart. There's just soul to it, and that's the key. What did James Gunn say? He said it's all about the story. You could do all these great superhero films you want, but if you don't have a good story or a good emotional re- re- renaissance or yeah. resonance res- resonance to the yeah, you audience, yeah, you don't resonate with the guys. If you don't yeah. resonate with them, then it's not going to be successful. And you have to have something to make me want to. Uh, put my energy and time into the film, and I don't think that that is something we've lost. I think because I think it kind of gets uh, confused a little bit. It's like it's like oh well, audiences don't respond to movies that well anymore. No, I don't think that's the case. I think that a lot of movies you put out, and this is a MCU effect, and it's not necessarily like I can't blame it on them because like I can. Well, yes, you. I know, but like the, the thing MCU is, like, ruined it. Sure, no, they did, but you can't. You can't say it's like, oh, they've just completely because what they did between the Iron Man up until in in game was like they've completely changed cinema entirely. So I'm not going to blame them too much for MCUing movies, but what uh, it's like it's almost like a uh, risk it uh, it risk reward or a um, you know there's it's the downside of the of what you're doing is that there's so many movies now that are just like. Not there's not much. It's just like it's like oh this one we, we can do it. We know how to do it. Plug it in like this is gonna work. It doesn't have much emotion. And then like those audience like those audiences don't respond to that. And you see it. And I think that that gets confused with like oh people just don't respond to movies anymore. No, it's like you see what happens when we put like an across the Spider Verse and to theaters. People love it or Guardians or anything like that. And across the Spider Verse, like as emotional as it is, man, it can get it gets really dark sometimes. And there's like you can tell that like this is a point of Miles. Uh, realizing like, hey, uh, as he's growing up, he's like, yo, like I'm not the main character of everybody's story. Like there's stuff that I am not getting invited to. Like you, for instance, you see like Gwen's like, he's like, oh, Gwen, you're here. And and she's kind of like, yeah, I am, but not really for you. I'm kind of on a job and I was coming. And he was like not invited to this whole like hoopla with all the Spider-Man in the way of York at the, you know, like he found that out yeah. that like, he's not in on it because he's technically, you know, and he's like, he's hurt by it. And like, I think he's like, those parts are dark because he's realizing like, Oh, I'm not, you know, 
the main character of everybody's story. And so like those kinds of emotions, I he's think our, really, he's our hero. Well, sure. I think that, yeah, those people, like those emotions, like really resonate with guys. And I give them credit for like exploring that. And I think that that you really, when people do that, you, it happens every time. I don't think it's a coincidence. The guys that go to these movies, they respond to it. And I give, I just give the credit to everybody that worked on this movie because we are, we are one part two away from, I would say arguably having the most the best superhero trilogy we've ever had. Okay, there is not no way. Hold on, there's not a single plummet on these on these movies. Is there <clears throat> the Dark Knight trilogy? But thank you. No, I'm right there with you. I think the Dark Knight trilogy is great, but there's a lot of people that don't like Dark Knight Rises. There is. They're if, idiots. And- I, I get it. I don't. I don't. I think it gets a lot of slander. But if if beyond the Spider Verse, and I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not calling, yeah, I'm, not, it, I'm not calling Birmingham a uh, idiot. But he, he has told me that he's only watched Rises once because he could. But he was mad. Well, because, I don't think he likes any of them. Does well, he? no, I think he likes the first two. But he said okay. he wasn't comic book accurate or something. And that's yeah, only I don't why. care about that. No, but yeah, I don't either. But I, I, I'm again, film wise, I think the Rises is a perfect. No, film. I think it's great, and I think and so like what I'm saying is like if Beyond the Spider Verse happens and it's as beloved as this one and the one before, I mean we got to start having that conversation because it's the first time they haven't dipped, and so. Uh, All right, it's pretty impressive. Well, we're gonna wrap things up here. Um, two new movies coming up out of uh, Asteroid City. No, oh. nobody cares about that. Movie. I care. Wes Anderson. We're not gonna talk about that. Um, Transformers: Rise of the Beast is coming out. Let's be excited for that. Uh, they you did say it, bro. They, it's back. Beast Wars, brother. Nineteen ninety-six. You've had twenty years, or is it thirty? Twenty years. To- Twenty-seven. 27 years to, I can't, I'm, I'm in radio. I the only reason that. why I know is because my sister just turned 27. 27 years to get the happy story birthday, out. Happy late birthday, Lily. And tell it perfectly. Um, and they did it. Beast stores. this is the best Transformers. I'm, we're not doing a review right now. I know, I'm just telling you. No. Get, you you, gotta go, you, you gotta say, go see it. You shouldn't have said anything. No, no, it's the best Transformers in a while. Gonna, go see I'm it. I'm gonna edit that That's part out. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna edit that part That's out. all I need to say. I just gotta uh, get people to the movies. But the big movie that we're all excited for when we come back, because we will have uh, explanation for this next uh, Friday when we do right. record. The Flash. Oh. I don't know why you said, oh, I'm excited. I don't care what I am other excited. Say. I am excited. I don't care what people say. I don't care. First of all, you act, you know what's funny about your movie <laughs> thing? You're like, you're so on other people's ideology and <laughs> what they think about a movie. Fuck them. It's about huh. your own opinion. No, that's, that's, that's what movie, fair. that in the end, all this is subjective. Okay? No, it's true. It's, it's true. It's all an opinion-based thing. To my credit. So I call people idiots when they I don't agree with me. I did come up here and tell you, what was the movie that we saw? What was one of the first movies we did? Mm. Um, one of the last big Quantumania. big that must have been it. It was what was the one after that? Mm. I, I think it was Quantumania. Um, when they premiered the new Flash trailer, and I came to you and I was like, "Yo, I'm trying hard not to get like yeah. overhyped for this, but I am. This looks sick." So to my credit, yeah. I did say that. Yeah. Okay. I'll say this, and I've listened to a bunch of reviews that already come out, and so far it's been a, a mixed bag, but it, it's holding right now at 72 percent on Rotten Tomato. It's holding there. Um, I don't know if it'll go up or down, but we'll see. I'm excited. I hear this a lot. It's a fun movie. It has flaws, but it's a fun movie. It's not getting the James Gunn's greatest comic book movie of all see, time. See, that's what makes me nervous. But that's James Gunn just because he's the head of DC. But he's not the only one that said that. He's not the, and that's been said over the past years. And, and I'm like, I'm cool if it's not that because I never expected it to be that way. But it's like we can't like if like we gotta either. We gotta either like pump the brakes on these movies, 
or um, we got to admit that this did not live no. up to expectations. Well, what I'm trying to say is I, what James Gunn is saying is because he's the head of DC. So take it with a grain of salt. Oh, sure, but other people said it. No. It's been going, this has been going on for Steve, years. You know only, this. No, only two people have said it right now that for sure uh, is right now. Tom Cruise loves it too. Tom Cruise, oh, sorry, three. Stephen <laughs> King, Tom Cruise, and, uh, and uh, James Gunn. Whoopity do. Let them be. It's an opinion thing. Maybe I'll come out and say it's the greatest. Maybe not thing the best. Even if it wasn't the best, it's not though. No, no. Even if it Listen, wasn't the it best, needs, like, movie, you know, like cinematic movie. You know ever, why it won't be? I think many people like were thinking this was going to be the best DC movie in quite some time. Okay, well, they're not going to beat Snyder Cut, so that's the best DC movie. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't count. It does. It didn't release. It's in the DC. It's in the DC, so it counts. All right, we got to wrap things up. Quick thing, go watch this Wait, new I show. Wait, I didn't get to give me two seconds real quick. Hold on. For what? About the Flash. Give me two seconds. We're just. Previewing, we're about know, to wrap I, it up. I, I, That's me, next I know, week. I know. Let me preview just two seconds. Let me preview real quick. Let me so why we hit two hours no, every no, no, time? It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're actually going to get under. But let me give me two <laughs> seconds to like go ahead. Yeah. All go I just ahead. wanted to say about the Flash was that when I saw and and some of the uh, the clips that have come out over the past like two or three days, and then I saw the like another trailer during the. Rise of the Beast movie. Well, you you did a bad thing for doing that. What? You should not watch TV. Well, spots. see, I, I'm just like I'm afraid because I'm like, the last thing I want them to do. I don't mind if there's a little humor, but the last thing, oh, the last thing I want them to do is the whole movie just to be comedy. Like that's gonna screw see, it. I'm gonna there. Okay, from what I've already heard, and I get it. Barry Allen's a funny character. No, but, what I've heard is that it's funny at first. Okay, but, but we can live with that. But it gets, the berries get a little annoying. Oh yeah, I can already tell you that right now. It took me thirty seconds yeah. of a clip to be like, "Dude, apparently, Ezra Miller is killing." Yeah, right now. apparently that's a thing. Yeah, but once you move on through the movie, the other you got to wait till Batman and Supergirl come in there to like ease it. When the other characters start popping up, then oh god, that's just, not good. It's not named Batgirl and Super. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, <laughs> like when you're just along with the berries. Oh, that's not good. It it, it kind of gets uh -oh. there. That's what I heard. No, I agree. Like you you saying that because I did not tell you this thought, but literally, me watching those clips, I go, "Dear Lord, Ezra Miller's wearing me out right now." And the fact that you just said that makes yeah. me really nervous. That's so. <laughs> I think that's kind of a sticking point in this movie. Like as much as he does a good job. It's also like they're like, "Hey, let's be super funny, but double." Oh dear God! And that—that's not a good. That's going to screw them because it's done it every time. Well, I think that's the only negative of the film. But other than okay. that, everybody else in the film like helps preserve it. Like it does well. Can we do? Uh, can we do two things? What? One. This is to, this is to close the podcast. If you're done, if you're done giving your. So two things. Where does where does Across the Spider Verse rank for you? Uh, all time in the ten movies of Spider Man. Oh. So you have the two amazings, you have the three Toms, you have the two verses, and then you have the three Tobies. Where would you put it? Um, That's my first question. I'll get to the second one. It, it pertains to the Flash. So it's above both Andrew Garfield films. Okay. So those two can be there. All right. It's above far away from home. Far away home from home. Far from home, yeah. Far from home. It's right there. So I'll put the Tobies. You put them so, so here below the, the Tobies? No, uh, okay. the Tobies. Okay, sorry, because three sucks. Yeah, three. So put three down there with the yeah. Garfields. They're down there. All right. But it goes two, Toby, Toby two, Toby one, Tom, Tom three. Okay. Tom one. 
Oh, so fifth. Miles, sixth. miles one, miles two, Dang. and then the rest. Okay, yeah. so sixth for you. Okay, I, I, I'd, I'd put in the top three. I think, I think it's, I think it's like then no. Or, uh, nah, I'll put it in order. Actually, four. I'll put it in order. Um, I put two, and then I put into Spider Verse. Then I put No Way Home, and then I'd put this one four. Um, oh, that's no. I, actually, I lied. I'll put this one above No Way Home. Okay. Um, I will say this. As much as all the hype with Ultimate Multiverse, yeah. doesn't matter. Still to this day, and I've rewatched it recently, Spider-Man 2 is one of the best Spider-Man films oh, of really all time. Oh, it's really great. That is, it's the that's number one. It's the, it's it the, changed that's a unbeatable. lot. That movie, first of all, I'll tell you this. I've never been more excited about a film when that movie came out. Because uh, the first one was good, but the second one, the first one, the trailer, because yeah. that music, they, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Dun, nah. By the way, bought, done by ES Posthumous, if you don't know. Okay. Um, no, but uh, great trailer that I'm obsessed with. And then, of course, they did the uh, the the movie itself. I still remember it came out. That was back when we got to do a whole thing on this. Back in the day when movies, when you had to wait in line. Oh, I know. Remember, yeah, it was just nostalgia, nostalgia there. I always say I miss those days. Uh, and, and you remember, and quickly, uh, that, I'll just add on to this part. You remember the good old days when you walked to the theater and then – Back then, if you didn't get your ticket, yeah, it was the sold out. It signs. said sold out on it. And I'm like, they put a little piece. Yeah, of it and it did, that was that that's was so, a, it hurt those were good heart. old days. Yeah, no, but no. those were good old that really, days. Really, really hurt you when you look and you go, "Dang!" It was yeah, this you had to remember, or like, like, or like, you get up there and you go, "How is this movie sold out?" Like, right. <laughs> like, and <laughs> this is probably you don't understand this because you were on the back right. end of it because you were younger. <laughs> but when I was like in high school, like. Or if I went on dates, you know, you yeah. take him a movie. You had to make sure that the t- you go ahead early because oh, you had to go get them. Yeah, because like we didn't have it's. You could have gotten it online, but it was you know online ticketing back then. It was still really hard to do. Oh, like it wasn't okay. like convenient yeah, like it yeah, is today. Yeah. So what you had to do is you had to get there early, and then when you get there early, like if the movie was sold out, you're like fuck. Do I have oh, to go to the next show time? Oh like or the funnest thing was the lines because yeah. the lines made me so excited. Like oh, this is a good movie. You had to wait in line like your movie was that long line and here's the funniest thing i ever did star wars episode two attack of the clones i went this 2002 so i'm in line i'm in seventh grade at this time um five (laughs) you were five uh no but i'm in seventh grade i'm i got my popcorn i got my drink uh and um my mom and my aunt were going to another movie they dropped me off and my mom was like hey um, because she gave me the money to go get food, and so I went to go get my movie. She goes, "Hey, you know your lines that way wrapped around the building." I'm like, "Oh no, I didn't notice it because I just saw it was inside." So as soon as they started letting people in, I did this. I started walking like I was confused, uh, and I'm like, "Look," and I'm a kid, like a little kid yeah. then. So I'm like looking around, like, "Huh, huh?" And then I just walked in front of the guy, and the guy looked at me, and then this guy yeah, walked. Say to he was like, "What are you gonna do to like a little twelve year old? You know, like who the fuck are you?" So I just walked in and sat down, and I got a great seat. I was in the middle, and I, I was cheering when Yoda came out. See, those were the days. Yeah, I the heyday I of say I the those. heyday is the movie theater back today. It's half empty. You know, you never get a full theater anymore. I miss those days where it was just man. You're no, making me that's sad. It. Like the last. Um, before I ask my last question, the last uh, thing I think I did was it was either the last I want to say it was the last Pirates. I don't think it was. No, it was Suicide Squad 2016. There was still a semi-line for that one. But the last hardcore line I did was probably uh, like hardcore, hardcore. Like Pirates was pretty, like was somewhat hardcore back in Lubbock, but 
Harry Potter was definitely a movie that wrapped around the line, uh, wrapped around the building three times. I like the last Harry Potter. Waited twelve yeah, hours for that. That one. was a big one. Too. I waited twelve hours. And so, anyways, my last question to you: This is the Flash. All right, because by the time when we get here, we're talking about it, it's going to be out for at least a day. Uh, how much money does this make in the opening weekend? Do you think? One hundred twenty million. Yeah, I'll go about right there. I'll go one fifty. I think it's it's one fifty. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's gonna be big. Gonna be big. And I think then I'm curious be... to see what like ten days a ten day yeah, span. Yeah, I want to see the drop. I'm not more worried about the thing. I yeah, wonder about the drop. You, that's what you realize also with like the MCU is like um like with Black Panther Wakanda Forever drop was super hard. So like those kinds of movies that look like they're going to trend to a billion dollars. You're right. I, I would like to see like what the drop for the Flash is. Gonna Again, be. we haven't it's out, right now. We're still on the watch. We don't know. We haven't had a summer billionaire movie because technically Super Mario World or brother Super Mario yeah, World, like um, Brothers was April, and It'll they're the Barbie. only billion dollar movie. It's not going to be Barbie. It ain't going to be it's, Oppenheimer. It is going to be Oppenheimer, or it's going to be Mission Impossible. It'll be, oh uh, yeah, or it could be this one. It, or it could Indiana be Spider Verse. What about Who Indiana knows? Jones? It could be Spider. Nah. I don't think so. Yeah, the, I think nobody's, it'll do really well in like three days, and then it'll be done. I don't think any, no one's gonna. It's, see the word of mouth's gonna kill it. All right, so uh, Kramer, where, where can we find you? Where can we find all your great work? Oh man, find me on Twitter at Crates and Branch. EA keeps telling me to spell it out: C R E I G H T O N Branch B R A N C H. Like a tree, you can find all my stuff on there. Um, my interview is still tagged until the end of life. Obviously, like that's still a thing going. Uh, I will be traveling to Denver on Saturday uh, for 12 hours to go watch the, the show, the Massive Trilogy show, three sets in one night that he's going to be doing, Millennium. Have uh, fun. In a stadium. He's doing it at Mile High. Sold it out. It's nice. Huge. Look at you, Biggest, big biggest EDM act to ever do you that. you going to get high? No. I don't do any of that. You're not going to get on top of a mountain? That was funny. Bravo. Good job. Bada boom boom. Wow. He's just out to give this guy a raise. Anyways, we'll be there next week on Saturday. Super excited for that. You can catch That'll also be, I'll be covering that and writing for that. Love how you are. I don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's where you can find me, I guess. Uh, that's uh, where most of my time is. So. You can follow me at Twitter at EA Sports EFW. I don't have to spell anything out because it's already spelled out. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Asanazad, E H S A N, last name A Z A D. Added my Facebook ladies if you want to try that out. My Instagram's Eazod60, so try that out. Uh, and then uh, you can catch me this weekend doing the uh, Afternoon Delight board opping. And this morning I'll be board opping for the morning show too, so uh, on Sunday mornings with Elf and work in progress. So you'll hear me from time to time this weekend on here Saturday? on the on Saturday and Sunday. So, Saturday and Sunday. So uh, you'll hear my vocals randomly uh, throughout the, uh, the mornings there. You ready for uh, 289? I don't know what that is. UFC. No. Anyway, uh, great. Well, give me your pick real quick. Um, Amanda. Boom. He's in. Lock it in. Amanda, Amanda. Nunes. Amanda Nunes. <laughs> uh, everybody, of course, go share this podcast. Tell the people you love it. Grow this up. We need this expanded across. We need our own multiverse. We need to yeah, turn no off kidding. your mics multiverse no going crazy. But anyway, thank you so much, and uh, I love you.